Dragon Party. I'm your host, as I've always been, Brett Brandis. And joining me, as always, it's gonna be Eric. Tell him your name. My name, as you just said, is Eric. Uh, and I'm so excited for this episode. Uh, yes, because we're doing my we're doing the character creation series of my favorite class in DD. That is right. That is going to be our episode. Join us for this. I, I haven't told us what kind of party it's going to be. This is going to be a celebration because it's Eric's favorite class of Woo! D&D. It's a celebration. Eric Day. Before we get into the episode, though, uh, what's, a, what's a D&D story of the week we could tell? Uh, we're, com- we're coming off a pretty a, a doozy of one, right? I mean, we just we just murdered a bunch of people, so. We should we should make make this a little, a little more lighthearted, shouldn't we? I Actually, think so. Oh, but our, but our previous D and D session was probably the opposite. We should probably talk about what occurred during that episode. For the last episode, we had to reintroduce new characters to our D and D campaign. Uh, yes, and, and it didn't go over too smoothly. <laughs> I well see from the DM perspective, it went over so smoothly because. <laughs> Just because I, I had like the greatest seemingly. time. Yeah, because basically I was like, oh man, you see these characters in, in emerging out of the woods. Where are you coming from? And I just put my hands behind my back, sat back and relaxed while you guys role played for 30 minutes. I was yeah. like, oh, this is great. Essentially, like we mentioned before, when you're creating characters, it's really good to come up with a few quirks of your characters. And like immediately we saw the quirks coming out left and right. Like, one of them is a super religious guy, and we have a uh, member of the group who's a tiefling, which is basically a devil person. So he immediately went after him to kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, super into, like, the like the, the concept of good and the light. It was like, oh, I'm going to kill this. So it was a rocky him. start. And then, of course, like, I was in a feud with uh, one of the characters who died. His brother came to, like, save him. Uh-huh. And like we we've always had like a rocky relationship, and now his brother's acting in his place, and he equally hates me. <laughs> and also, the the other thing was is these people emerged from the woods like carrying your dead friend, De- my dead friends, right? You're <laughs> just like, wait a second, what's going wait, who on? Who the here? hell are these guys? Yeah, but I loved it. <laughs> it was an interesting episode. Yeah, I <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think, like, obviously I would have stepped, as the DM, I would have stepped in if things got out of hand. Yeah, yeah, true, because it it was getting edgy for a bit, right? We were about to have a full-out war for a second. Yeah, like, (laughs) that's another reason why, uh, if you're a DM, it's helpful to have, like, player and, or, like, NPCs that kind of act like yeah, player characters. which you did have in that situation, which was nice. Like you yeah. had them, like just like standing at the ready, yeah, like. basically just be like, "Whoa, guys, we should calm down." But like, this is your DM speaking. <laughs> please don't, <laughs> please don't kill each other. I get we what you're like doing. You <laughs> I get what you're doing, and I appreciate it. But like, 
Don't actually go all out, try to kill each other, please. But this is literally your campaign. Yeah. <laughs> we still have to finish it. Yeah, oh, exactly. Man. So, but man, I just, I just loved it. You guys did a great job role playing. And I hate that. Like, right. it seemed like we were gonna be fine after this, like the whole mess of like the characters dying, and then you had to throw in the extra wrench of like you had an NPC go off with one of the items we needed. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, God damn it. now we have to go find this thing. Uh huh. We did yep. it before. Now we have a whole other side quest we have to somehow figure out the hell we're gonna do (laughs) yeah it's the it's the thing where you just like you think you know you take a big sigh of relief like okay fine wait where's that thing we spent all this time trying to find oh it's gone i can't imagine i mean i don't want you to give anything away for the audience but i wanted to be like i can't imagine that was part of this pre-made campaign at this like that doesn't feel i mean maybe that character was part of the pre-made campaign but then you're kind of doing something different with her. I, maybe you're you'd give away any answers if you spoke. No, about no, it. it it's it's totally fine. Um, yeah. So for anyone who's tuning in for the first time, I'm running Curse of Strahd. Brett's one of uh, the players in the campaign. But like at this point, if you like read the module, you'll just be like, oh, like none of this is what Eric did. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a totally separate side tangent oh oh yeah like all the places exist so the character yeah. esmeralda does exist in the campaign i was gonna say it must, yeah, she must be there somewhere right like that character but yeah and but like it, the name is basically it <laughs> that's the only similarity and <laughs> uh, how i'm playing her and what's going on like I've just been like, oh, well, this is like a cool character. And I thought I was going to introduce it one way. But as the campaign went on, I was like, yeah, you know what? I can do something different. I can chuck her in here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had to really think on your feet at this point, too, because we've totally separated the parties. I mean, two of the party members died and we had to shove in two other members. Like, you can't just. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you have to create (laughs) something to wrench that story together. Right. I mean, it's not possible at that point. That that was that was probably the most for them, like the, the two new characters coming in. Of course we're we're gonna be talking for like fifteen minutes before we get into the the, the thing. Yeah, but, I know. We have a lot to get through, but but uh this, I we might kind of go into this more in another in, an episode, but like for this part, the story was such on like a collision course with what needs to happen and what like should like what's going to happen it just didn't seem right to have like the oh you just find these characters in the city that you were like you had fully explored the city if if high level adventurers were hanging out i was like you would have like they would like the townspeople would have said like oh you're adventurous like these people (laughs) so when i was talking with uh the players i was like hey look like tell me your backstory. But I kind of railroaded them a little bit. I was like, this is what's going to happen. And I was like, Oh, well I had, before they died, I had described Pat's character as seeing Esmeralda in like as being captured. I was like, okay, what if the other players were also captured? Right. Um, yeah. So I, and I don't know if you remember this, but when the two care, two uh, PCs died, I was like, well, 
I now I need to figure out what's what's gonna happen for the next three or four sessions. Yeah, it really plan. did, right? I it totally like, just right. Prep, right. Like, we couldn't we couldn't continue what we were doing. Yeah, we yeah. had to. It's true. I mean, and that's right now, right? Yeah, we're finally in a position now. We're probably after the next episode, we'll be kind of back together and back on track to maybe move forward with the story of it. But like, yeah, right. we, it, we've taken the past like three sessions just to really it's, rope it back and, and like i just mentioned though you did kind of create another new side tangent that we have to address before right, we get yeah. anywhere <laughs> like yeah because <laughs> this character that i had and i had planned on like she still has her own motives she still has her yeah. own plan what she wants to do and i right. was like okay just because the situation changed i was like oh well fortunately i kind of have an idea of what she wants to do so right. this is how I, I think she would act. Yeah, sounds good. All right, well, we're back into the party. And because we're back at a party, what you drink? I'm very excited for mine today. I, I honestly, I nailed it, but so I need you to go first. because Okay, my, yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Like, yeah. I'll set the bar low. Okay. All right. So this is going to... Well, I'm going to blow you out of the water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Full, I acknowledge this. This is, this is, a, this is not intentional, but this is like a nostalgia hit for Brett and I. Okay. Oh, the blue moon. some yeah, classic, classic blue moon. That, so that was our bar for some reason at college. Had like a special deal with blue moon, I guess, or something. So that $2 was blue the, moon's a trivia night. Yeah, it was like the dollar drinks. Yeah, it was sweet. So like that was just what you all, everyone ordered that. You don't order anything different because you messed up if you did. Yeah, every, <laughs> like you knew who shouldn't be there if you saw like, What are you anybody, doing ordering a different beer? You order a blue like, moon. Like, do I not see an orange slice <laughs> on your glass? Like, get the hell out oh, of yeah. here. Oh, yeah, and it was always such a disappointment when they ran out of, like, they inevitably always ran out of the orange slices and the glasses that it Every comes single in. time. Every night, yeah, because everyone's just ordering. They're sitting there ordering Blue Moons. Uh-huh. So you end up with a table of, like, 30 glasses of Blue Moons yeah. and orange slices. And, like, they're like by your fifth drink, they're like, yeah, we, we don't have, like, here's just your Blue Moon in this glass. We don't uh-huh. have any. <laughs> all right i was so excited when i found this beer so like i've said a million times on this podcast i go to that fancy beer place and i went to it today and searched high and low through rack and rack and this is what i found i'll show it on camera and see if you can read it you might not be able to let me know ah. <laughs> it literally it says wizard yeah not only does it say wizard i'm right above it which i i figured you probably couldn't see it from there the name of this beer is It's Complicated Being a Wizard. <laughs> so true, man. So true. I was so excited. I immediately ripped it off the shelves. I was like, that's today's podcast. Bam. It's Complicated Being a Wizard. It's complicated. Look, I imagine it's these guys have to be D&D people. So this is from the Burlington Beer Co., which I, Burlington, that's probably up in Vermont. I imagine... They have to be D and D players. Who's gonna name a beer that? Yeah, exactly. It it one interesting thing I was thinking about while this is kind of a side tangent, but probably it kind <laughs> of leans into the these guys are probably D and D guys. Um, is that like wizard, like the class, like wizard? It's mm-hmm. a very everyone knows wizards either from like Harry Potter or D and D or just mm-hmm. you know like oh wizards do magic, but like. I don't know too many like games that actually use like wizards. I would agree. Every 
D and D campaign I've ever been a part of has had sorcerers. As yeah, sorcerers are a big one. Spell well, class, and I mean like and video warlocks. games too. So like, oh, okay. like a lot of them are like oh, I'm a sorcerer. I'm like a mage. But like the word wizard seems true. Very one of my most favorite games that was that was an awkward way i said that but i i I used to play guild wars a lot if you're familiar with that game they had elementalists they didn't have a a mage class even it was elementalist it's like the wizard seems so commonplace people want to have a new flair on it so they call Mm -hmm. something else but like yeah i was just i was just thinking like you know how many other games have like like oh like oh what are you playing as like i'm a wizard yeah true that's true Uh, yeah even uh iso like i was just thinking about iso sorcerers no no wizard exactly so interesting yeah there's yeah, probably a million it. of them i just forgetting <laughs> but... oh sure yeah of course right we're, we're naming the examples where there's not but of course there's just yeah we're gonna get just be like uh all <laughs> well let's talk about that wizard class of D. the wizard class oh. is is fascinating they have and what's funny is right from the start uh in 5e base uh handbook right like base uh mm-hmm. base game you'd call it i guess for 5e they have like the most subclasses there is they're yeah wizards have this strange thing going on where so so we kind of talked about this with a uh, fighter class but basically all the classes are split up like martial or spellcaster spell casting yeah and wizards like don't have or they 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 do have like a class specific ability, but it's not really the same as other spellcasters. Like druids get to wild shape, right? And they use nature magic. Uh, sorcerers have sorcery points, and they yeah. get to do cool stuff with that. Um, warlocks have these invocations, and they either get like free spells that they get to use as cantrips, or they just like extra damage, do all this stuff. But like wizards don't have any of these other choices that you have to choose as a part of your class it's just the subclass (laughs) and spells yeah spells (laughs) it's the spells and like these once you choose a school you're in that school and then you have these abilities (laughs) yeah super ultra mega spell man but man these i love that there's so many different schools to choose from schools of magic and they leave the door open for so much variability where you can sure. like you can so well we'll say off the bat it's you are not restricted at all for your spell choice like if you yeah, are yeah. a divination you list, wizard right? and you just grab whatever you want from the list <laughs> exactly yeah if you're a divination wizard you can choose illusion magic as your as yep. a spell or whatever um and they I give love you benefits the, to cast a divination spell, right? I mean, that's right, like, yeah. De- depending on the different class, some of those abilities are 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 weaker or stronger. But yeah, I love that they don't try to restrict you. But right, some of these, uh, some of these abilities too, like with it's one of the first ones we're going to talk about. You get an ability at level two, which is kind, which is an amazing ability sometimes <laughs> like some <laughs> of these abilities you get at level two are just like oh these are just like the best abilities <laughs> that you're gonna get or like the most useful ones um right uh and they just feel cooler than like a fighting style or something in my right. opinion so let's go let's go through some of the, well let's go 
Let's talk about what all wizards get first before we get okay. into all these subclasses. So at level two, you're going to get the arcane recovery, which is like important to talk about because it's all wizards get this. Uh, it's basically just allowing you to cast more spells, right? <laughs> I think like, you get arcane recovery like right away. Right away even? Okay, right. And then level two, you get arcane tradition. Arcane yeah, tradition. I think you're right. So yeah, you get arcane so... recovery right at level one. Right. So, so the main thing about wizards is that you have a spell book. So, yes. and uh, which is different the, than say a sorcerer and a wizard or a warlock, who are, which right, warlocks yeah. have their own kind of book, right? They have like a yeah, like um, you can do a pact of the tome when you get this yeah. book of shadows and stuff. Yeah, they have like a specific um, book to them if they chose a direction. So, uh, a wizard uh, and their spell book. It's like this is like their bond. This is like. If you own a dog, this is like your dog. Like this is the thing you love most in the world. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, wizards, they like they copy all their spells into their spell book, and this is how they learn and prepare different spells. Um, the best part about being a wizard is that if you find a spell scroll, you can copy that spell scroll into your book, and then it's yours forever. Like that's you know, really you know. sweet. That's a really cool like role-playing thing that you don't see often because you someone's got to be a wizard for that to matter ever <laughs> exactly and like for me offering spell scrolls as a reward it happens less often if there's not wizards involved yeah in the if there's a wizard too, around, maybe it because it's more. like it's just not as exciting or something right, right. Um, it does cost uh money and time so it's 50 gold per spell level and two hours per spell level so if you okay. want to inscribe a third level spell into your spell book it'll take six hours and 150 gold but expensive now it's in hobby. your spell book <laughs> yeah. wizarding's expensive wizarding is super of the episode. expensive yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look wizards gotta get paid uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah you'll find it's just like and all the wizards i've played i just feel like i'm always broke <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you're just learning spells left and right. You don't have time to buy equipment or buy any. You're just buying the right. spells. <laughs> but, and then, but then you think about it and you're just like, oh, well, a new spell is kind of like a new that, weapon. That's pretty powerful, yeah. Yeah, it's a new ability. Um, and that that is actually like a really, really cool thing because normally spell scrolls are just one-time use. They have to be in the wizard spell list, so I can't, as a wizard... Find a spell scroll of cure wounds and then copy that in my spell book. Okay. Hmm. Um, which is good because otherwise wizards would just be like the omni Broken. spell. Yeah, class. right. Just like, ah, it's a spell. I win. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's like the main, that's like the wizard ability. Yeah. Well, and, and arcane recovery level. is important, right? Because when we learn about a lot of combat roles, a lot of classes are able to just jump into combat, jump out of combat, quick short rest, bam, they're ready for a fight again. Spellcasting right. classes in general don't have that luxury where you can't just take a short rest and be ready for a fight again. <laughs> exactly. Like you're, you, you just have a certain number of spell slots and that's it. <laughs> so basically it'll be a, a 1030 AM fight. You're like, I already used two spell slots, man. Like, <laughs> like I'm sure you could take it, and you're just playing the bard role. You're just like, yeah, go get him. <laughs> yeah, right. You, I mean, you just got to cast cantrip, that cantrip. cantrip yeah, cantrip. it's just all about the cantrips at that point. But yeah, the, the, the wizard gets arcane recovery, which means they get to recover, like, basically half their 
spell slots. Maybe sometimes all of them if you... Uh, well, it's always half your level, right? Yeah, half your level worth of spell slots. Um, and then there's uh, a... minimum of too. one, right? So at level one, you're still going to recover one. You're still going to recover one. Yeah, it's not going to be half level. Um, yeah, and that, that's that's good because otherwise, like, you'd feel bad about those early level spells that you're spending, but... Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of needed. So when we're building our character today, we're at level three, which means that th it's only going to recover one for us, right? Uh, I believe or is it round up? So, so I think it up. rounds up. So, okay, so we get to recover two, which is actually mm -hmm. pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, and um, yeah, kind of, kind of what you touched on earlier, there's not too many actual wizard abilities, just blank. We kind of covered the, the most of them. Yeah, I like, mean, again, like, the next and then one is at level 18th 18. level. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then 20. Like, and Which, good luck getting your campaign there. And if you are, you already know this stuff. <laughs> exactly. And then, then, then you're just like, oh, yeah, I, I've already played <laughs> like years. You, you don't need us to tell you what it does at 18th level. <laughs> exactly. It is really, really cool. <laughs> it's a spell mastery. But yeah, it's it's not even worth really talking about. Um, yeah, I've never even seen level twenty any character in any campaign ever. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's go into some of the subclasses then. So yep, we, we yeah. mentioned there's tons of sub, and by subclasses, actually, really what we mean is schools, because all of these wizard. What, what's interesting about wizard subclasses is they're actually a little more similar, I guess I'd say, than any other classes, subclasses. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, we had, like, last time, we had the fighter, right? You had subclasses that fundamentally completely changed everything. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like, they, it would change what you wanted your stats to be. <laughs> Heck, you had, you had what we did, right, where we chose the human variant, and just by having a single feat, it was like, oh... Well, then oh. I don't even want to use swords anymore. I'm only going to throw, like... I'm only going to throw stuff. And by <laughs> yeah. the way, every time I look at that character, I'm just like, that'd be super fun to play. But, Dude, uh, yeah. The character's but, amazing. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah, the, these uh, these schools, they since your, like, major abilities are choosing your spells and choosing how you want to use them, um... All the all the schools aren't limiting like that. There are a couple schools that definitely reward you for choosing spells when you Within learn them. The yeah, oh, by yeah. the way, we we should have said this. Um, at level one, you learn you know six spells, so it's not like a paladin right or start. other things where you just get to ch prepare spells from from your entire list. Because that that's another big benefit of wizard is you just like know just more spells or have the option to know more spells than anybody else. Yeah. Um, so you choose six and then every level you choose two spells to learn for free. You don't have to spend the gold um, or anything. Um, so so your list three, gets pretty lengthy, right? I mean, cause yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> you have all these tools um, and you can, so you can choose ones that are ritual casting and then you don't have to prepare them as long as in your spell book, you can use them. Um, I mean, yeah, six that's... plus, we're, we're talking like level, so by level 20, right, it, it, the equation's like six plus two N, I, or yeah, two N, I guess. So uh, you, yeah, 19 times two plus six. So yeah, so you'd 44. have 44 spells by the end 
That's assuming no, that's you find nuts. zero spell scrolls. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> that's when people get like intimidated, right? By the by the sheer size of by like, oh, but look at a wizard spell list. It's ridiculous. Meanwhile, you can only ever prepare your wizard level plus your intelligence modifier, right? So, right. of that list of forty-four. Your wizard level's 20, right? So you'd be able and your to... your intelligence is probably 25, or plus 5. Or yeah, plus, plus 5, so 25 spells, which is still a lot. 25 spells? Like, good lord! Yeah, it is <laughs> What can't you do at that point? <laughs> yeah, and wi- wizards, too, they play... We'll, we'll get into this. I know we just said we're going to go into subclasses, but <laughs> side tangent. Wizards well, all play, about the wizard class. Yeah, you got me excited again about wizards too. Because <laughs> I mean, other spellcasters do this too, but uh, wizards play a very interesting role where they can flex into damage and support pretty mm. seamlessly. Yeah, on what it, spells it, it takes. I was I was really intrigued by some of these subclasses where I was like, "Whoa!" So you could really use this character actually as more of that bard if you needed to. Right, yeah. Because... And still, like, choose a whole bunch of spells later on. Like, if you, like, it's pretty, it's such a flexible class. It is cool. It, it is so flexible. You can play the same, even subclass of wizard, probably, like, four times, and play it four different never ways be... if you want yeah. to. What's so interesting, too, it's flexible within the campaign. Because exactly. you you have so many spells, like we just talked about. A list of 44 spells by the end, and then you just sub out 25 that you need. Yeah, I, I was playing in a campaign. Uh, one, I was playing a conjuration wizard, so we'll get into that a little bit later. Called yes. Mark Marco the magician. He was a performance magic well, well, specialist. I, I listed exactly what you were at the end, right? That that's what you were. Oh yeah, that was a separate thing. Oh okay, okay. I can't wait. That to get was into a separate that one. thing. Uh, yeah, that was kind of like a joke. <laughs> but yeah, we'll so Marco the magician. He was like a performance magic user so he like did a did the bard thing where he, he performed close-up magic for people and why didn't you go into illusion magic uh we'll get to that when we get to the conjuration class okay interesting um, okay cool but i we i was able to almost like shift builds uh yeah it's like oh well i was we were adventuring so i had like a more damage heavy build but then we were planning a heist, so I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to get invisibility, I'm going to do minor illusion, disguise self, all these spells <laughs> that were kind of useless in a fight. But if we're going to go into a store and try to steal something, then they become super useful. Like, you know, like right. message, like all, all these things that... Um, and it, it became much more... Uh, it, it felt much more flexible than just like, oh, I'm going to do do a whole bunch of damage to something. Uh, all right, well, let's get into these subclasses, man. Yeah. Let's, get, let's, let's get started with them. All right, first one, we're going to start with all the ones in the base class. because there's And I didn't list all of them. Actually, maybe I did. I might have. <laughs> actually, I, I actually might have, because they're, they're all, we'll talk about them quickly if we have to, and lengthier if we need to. Uh, first one I have listed is Divination. Divination is so cool. This Div- is You started out with possibly the strongest uh, it might be it might be right so it's this in my one, top it's in my top two this one might be the coolest thing you could do in D. it might be it might just be the coolest thing you could do so i i didn't I, honestly before today i did not go into wizard class at all i've never looked at it as far as we have already like i never spent more than 
a couple seconds looking at a few different subclasses, right? And being like, do I want to? Nah, never mind. And I like move on to something else. So this is my first time looking at each oh. specific paragraph, right? So yeah. divination. Go, tell them. Yeah, tell the em. best thing about divination is going to be at level two. Two. It's <laughs> <laughs> all you need. It's all you need. Yeah. Level two divination has this ability called. So, uh, so actually, before we get to that, each school has this like divination, divination savant, evocation, evocation savant. Yeah. It basically reduces Which, the. I think that's cost. all level two as well, right? Yeah. All, all level, level two, two, they all do the same thing. For the school that you chose, copying those spells into your spell book of that school. So divination spells for divination cost half or yep. whatever. Everyone always forgets that anyway, but yeah, yeah. It really won't come up that often. Right. Cause you're probably already learning the spells that you're going to learn. Like you said, when you're learning spells, it's usually some different stuff, but you said it has to still be in wizard school, but yeah, it has to be in wizard school. Like, uh, like uh, yeah it, it, but it that is something you're bound to forget right it's like you're, you're I, I didn't recognize forget. that that was part of divination and even though i'm a divination wizard i, I didn't recognize yeah that. yeah exactly and i spent the gold anyway <laughs> the only ever time this the, the only time this have ever come up is after the fact when i was like hey by the way like this was a divinate because i've also played a divination wizard it's like this yeah. was a divination spell so it should have cost 75 gold instead of 150 They're like okay sure <laughs> yeah you get 150 gold then yeah but, right <laughs> okay but anyway but Two. Level two. At level two, uh, you get go. this ability called Portent. And oh, baby. I, I, we're going to read this ability. Oh, it's so guys. good. So at level two, you essentially, after you finish a long rest, you roll two d20s and write those numbers down. Now, before a, a attack roll, saving throw, and ability check is made by either you or any creature you can see, you can say you can <laughs> any creature you can see. You can say you can replace that ask, role. What is the what is the like distance that they give you in D and D of like that you can see it? Is that just up to the DM? Like, oh yeah, you can see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything that they're going to describe to you is usually something within your vision, right? I mean, like, there's almost never a situation where it's like you can't see it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like unless somebody's like doing a stealth check, and then you can't be like. What do you roll like? It's a two. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't see him. He's stealthy right now. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Right. You would understand the situations where you can't. Exactly. But so basically, uh, yeah. And then you can replace that roll with a roll that you rolled in your portent roll. Yeah. Of those um, two rolls that you you have uh, yeah, sandbagged. And, and you can use each number once. Yep. But this ability <laughs> is like in contention for the most powerful class ability of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, in the game. I mean, it just like, changes the outcome. Almost regardless of level. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are some level 20 abilities that if you, you'd be like, I'd rather have for it. <laughs> yeah, they, right. They're not even as strong as this. This is just it, like, I choose this, and this is the effect that's going to happen. Like, this if you roll the, the 20, ability, you have, be like, like an automatic crit for the day that you could use at any time. <laughs> yeah. And you actually like want to roll low because low, let's say yeah. you roll a 17 and a four. Okay. I cast dominate person. By the way, that person rolled a four on a, on their save. Oh, it's so good. Auto succeed Auto. On, on a chain per on a, a dominate person. Oh or you rolled God. a 17, like, Oh, uh, this person, Tried to cast Dominate Person on you. I succeed. It's just 
off the top or like so oh this person um oh there was a someone cast earthquake on a bridge someone's falling off of a ledge they make a deck saving throw they succeed because i rolled a 17 on portland one time you just don't have to worry about that it, like man so you cast Nuts. uh banishment on this person they I, rolled, the, a, the they rolled a four just, it's always useful right like the, you're gonna and it's every long rest you get two more rolls Exactly. They so you can only ever have two, and every long rest you have to reroll. So even if you had yeah. like a twenty, you'll that you want to save you. Yeah, yeah, you lose those. You get two more, but you always every single long rest you get oh two. Like every, it's it's not like oh no, you only get them once per day, or you only get them every long rest. You're gonna get two rolls. <laughs> if this was the only ability divination wizards got. <laughs> It would still be like a top three Which I, wizard class. Is right. I mean, the other things they get right is that they have like increased perception at level ten. They have like well, yeah. Th- these I actually I do like their level six. Their expert divination that actually yeah. is pretty sweet. So expert divination, good segue. Uh, <laughs> at level is, six. So this is like the six. next thing you're gonna get. So this one definitely depends on you casting divination spells. Spells, yeah, which I imagine you would, though. You would. Divination wizard. Uh, So it says, uh, beginning at level six, casting divination spells comes so easily to you that it expends only a fraction of your spellcasting efforts. When you cast a divination spell of second level or higher using a spell slot, you regain one expended spell slot. It has to be of one lower than you spent to cast and it can't be higher than a fifth level spell. So if, which later in the game though, this is pretty sweet, right? If you're casting like a fourth level fireball and you cast a fifth level divination and you get that fourth level fireball back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's pretty nuts. I mean, so you're just like giving yourself extra fireballs for casting a fifth level divination. I don't really know uh, off the top of my head, what kind of spells you have in divination up there that are yeah. going to be worth it? But so the the main the main ones are scry and sending. Mm. As far as high higher level ones or like mid mid level ones, um, this ability strength is going to be. This is kind of a meta thing, but like very dependent on who your DM is, because mm. like this is one of those things that like some DMs will just be like. Oh, you're in this crazy magical area. It's hard for divination. That's because like if having the ability to scry in any person or location at any time <laughs> is a lot of stress on the dungeon master. Yeah, yeah I so get that. I get that. Sometimes they'll be like, Oh, well, it's really hard to do. <laughs> I can't just give you the information every day, okay? <laughs> yeah. But like some um some uh, campaigns are going to be like very focused on how well you can get information and it's, it's going to be like scrying is the best spell in your campaign and your dm is going to build it that way sure um, but yeah and you're rarely going to get the cascade effect where you cast six level divination spell then fifth level then fourth then third then second <laughs> then first keep clearing yeah you're, and you're then just basically or... get one spell slot uh spent for all those spells but um, but just the if you can get one spell slot back, that's basically right. like it arcane recovery. Like it's basically giving you, uh, yeah, right. It's giving you a free spell, kind of in the mists of uh, 
the battle, which is just helpful. Just right, exactly. just lets you cast more spells, which is usually good. And then yeah. level 14, they just make portent stronger. <laughs> yeah. Um, and level 10, so yeah, so level 14, you get three rolls instead of two, which is insane. Instead of two, which is nuts. Yeah, right at that point, you're just like, you're just changing the outcome of the D&D campaign. Right. <laughs> you yeah. choose how the D&D campaign's you are, gonna go. Yeah, you're co-DMing at that point. <laughs> so we should call this class, Divination Wizard should be called co-DM. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, level Much 10, better. you get the essentially uh, a bunch of sight-based abilities, so you can choose between dark vision, ethereal sight, so that's like you can see into the ethereal plane, um, you can read any language or see invisibility, but only for 10 feet, so you get visibility. Yeah, um, the 10th level's weird. It's basically like, yeah, it... It's basically like almost not there. <laughs> I, I, didn't like, I didn't like it when I saw it. I was like, Bleh. yeah, it's fine. Like, I hate when like, some class abilities feel so mad, right? Like I, I couldn't even foresee a situation where I really need to use that. It's almost like, might as well just Yeah, especially because it's only 10 feet for seeing visibility. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, right, yeah, because when things are going invisible, they're usually out of your reach anyway. And yeah. then they're going in a different direction. By the time they're going in a different direction, you're like, well... <laughs> yeah, I have to now get within ten feet of it. Like, how's that like, gonna help? Oh man, the assassin's within ten feet of me. In the next second, they're there. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, this is just you gain dark vision, or you can read any language depending on what your campaign is yeah. uh, is is based on. But yeah, school divination. At one like, of the strongest. Definitely one of the strongest. You get the strongest ability level two. Um, which is big right because like we mentioned with the flexibility of the wizard class like you might as well just just choose this get the strongest ability right from the start right and and just build your wizard any way you want (laughs) who cares yeah (laughs) i will say for portent it's it's crucial that the you get the timing right Um, it happens before you choose before the the roll which you might have to kind of take an l on a couple of these rolls when someone goes like i try to pick the lock and they just roll like your party rogue and it's like oh fuck i rolled a four and you're like no i had an 18 on my port end yeah it yeah, yeah. might just be like sorry sorry <laughs> yeah but you have sorry, to. He yeah. Rolled. That, the rogue should have checked with you first i don't know yeah and it's kind of like a um sometimes the dm is gonna like roll and then they'd be like oh no 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 wait are you casting a spell or like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Like, like what's going on there? Right. It is a little stressful that way. I agree with that. Yeah. Like Uh, we'll talk later about one that, that changes actually. That changes things. Um, (laughs) And it's kind of strange because like, you don't know when somebody's like, sometimes uh, I don't do this, but sometimes DMs will like make their NPCs roll like insight checks against your like deception roll or something. Um, and then if the insight check he rolls and it'd be like, how do you know when somebody's actually get, like trying to discern a lie? Right. Um, so that it, it can get a little like rules lawyery a little bit. <laughs> right. Um, so just be prepared for that. But all of that, even, even taking all that into account, it's still it's just, like, just an amazing ability. Yeah. It's just, it's just ridiculous. And it's always useful. Yeah. The next subclass we'll talk about, Abjuration. Uh, this is like the Shields class. This thing, I, I like looked into it, and then I was like, you know what? God dang, this thing's tanky as heck. Yeah, it's like, 
It's it's pretty decent. This is um, nuts. Level two, you get the arcane ward. Yeah. Which lets so, you, uh, whenever you cast an abjuration spell, so it has to be part of this school, important. Right. Well, so this one, like you mentioned before, like sometimes there's classes that are going to really benefit you to cl- to cast things of its school. I think right. this is one of those classes where that's 100% true. Like when you're an abjuration wizard, I think you're going to be looking to cast things from this school almost exclusively, <laughs> like pretty yeah, much. At first. At first. And, and so here's why. When you cast that abjuration spell... Uh, you'll also simultaneously create a magical ward on yourself, at least until you finish a long rest. That lasts until you finish a long rest. So it lasts, like, literally after you cast it, it's just, like, there you have this. This ward is equal to, gives you temporary hit points equal to twice your wizard level plus your intelligence modifier. And when you take damage, the ward will take the damage instead. It'll go down to zero hit points, but still be there, so you can re-up the ward whenever you cast your next abjuration spell. Yeah, so when but when you cast your next abjuration spell, uh, it regains the number of hit points equal twice the spell's level. So it's not the same effect over and over again, but like there are some ritual abjuration spells like alarm. You wake up in the morning if you want to <laughs> like do the power gaming thing. You wake up in the morning, cast alarm, doesn't cost a spell slot, boom. Now you, you have, have temporary giant, hit points. Temporary points. And then you can, every time you cast an abjuration spell in combat, you can regain. Yep, you get those back. Break. And it's crazy. If anyone uh, is thinking, oh, also Mage Armor is an abjuration one. That's a pretty popular spell to take early on. Uh, but if you're wondering about like spells during combat, uh, Shield is an abjuration spell yep, and Counter Spell is an abjuration spell. That's that's the biggest one, right? That That's so, like, yeah. there you go. You're just going to be the guy going around there counterspelling things, getting awarded for that by getting temporary hit points right. all of a sudden. Yeah. Ca- abjurate as banishment is a popular one. Crazy. Things like that. Definitely use. Definitely. I mean, counterspell alone, right? <laughs> it's like once right. you get up to there, you're automatically taking that and you're using it. Exactly. And you're just destroying people. And then I love it at like sixth level. You Like this really is a tank class because you can, at sixth level, you can move around that arcane ward within 30 feet to absorb it hits with from anyone yeah. within 30 feet of you not just you you can be like oh my barbarian is in the middle of the fight and i or i'm 30 feet from him now he's it's gonna absorb some of that damage that's oh that is ridiculous so uh, just super tanky i mean that's all i wanted to go that, that's all they are right and, and then 14th level they get advantage against throws or against spells and resistance oh. against the damage of spells, which is that nuts. It's so good. <laughs> that's why I literally listed it in the notes. I just said tanky as hell. I mean, that yeah. literally, that's a wizard tank class, guys. Yeah, Abjuration it, wizard your tank. And high, this is the perfect kind of high level ability because yeah, also like, that high. there aren't the, like usually kind of how it goes for encounters. The creatures are like melee creatures like goblins off at the beginning and then there are necromancers and liches at the end yeah they're which, casting defiled which, spells of yeah seventh level. just like massive seventh level cone of colds and yes. you just now you just take half of that damage it's so good <laughs> so good that's so nuts um the improved level 10 ability it's kind of interesting i think it's kind of controversial so when you make an abjuration, when you cast an abjuration spell, it requires an ability check. So basically just counterspell or dispel magic. Yeah. That's you making a check. 
you can add your proficiency bonus to that check when normally you just add your intelligence. Um, so when you try to counterspell a spell, if it's of equal level, or if your counterspell is equal to the level it's trying to counter or higher, it just auto counters it. If it's lower, you have to make a check. And this helps out the check by adding like four at, at this point. Which is crazy. Yeah, uh, which is good. pretty good. Some people will be like, well, I don't like if it doesn't automatically counter the spell or if it has a chance of failing, then this, this build I'm not is gonna useless. Yeah. Um, True. But you, you yeah, you feel weird using it. I mean, but, but like it, it makes it possible. But I, the way I think about it, it's like, okay, yes. If, if somebody is casting meteor swarm on me, I'm going <laughs> to fucking cast counter spell level nine because I'm not going to take any chances. But sometimes your DM might not tell you what spell it's being cast or yeah. might not tell you what level spell like oh you see a, a bead of red energy hurtling towards you guys you know it's fireball but you're also all level like 14 so you're just like do i really want to like upcast like what is it a level seven fireball is it a level three fireball so i'm just going right. to cast level three and then be like okay make a roll and it's a it's a good thing you have this ability because yeah it gives you a bunch of proficiency yeah so you're just a counterspell machine at that point when you're abjuration because yeah, you, you, you almost feel like I'm comfortable now. I'll just counterspell. I don't know. Yeah, and, and you can just like find stuff to dispel. <laughs> so you can just like, so up your ward. Like so I'm just going to attempt to dispel that random thing. Like I think I took dispel in our campaign too. I haven't had need of it yet, but like I know that right. like it's going to be useful, right? Eventually, I'm going to be like, oh. I'll just dispel that. Yeah, and yeah. There was a cool. there was a item that allowed people to cast a spell. There, there. Yeah, and Curse of Strahd. It's kind of a. There's less magic going on in the world. Yeah, there is. Right. Yeah. Everything's very. Yeah. Just, just tr creatures transforming. There might be some magical effects in the air, but they're more like charming effects, right? It's yeah. Like, you will. I, without spoiling too much, you will definitely be glad you've taken that spell. Yes, I'm sure. Well, as, as I figured. All right. Moving on now to the Conjuration subclass. Uh, this one I actually was, like, surprised about. Because, like, when you think Conjuration, I think just, like, all you can do is summon things, right? That, that's, like, the typical Conjuration thing. Yeah. This... I was really yeah. surprised at level six you get a teleport ability yeah so the weird thing about D, D magic is all the teleportation spells are in the conjuration class it's kind of like you're mm. conjuring yourself excuse me you're conjuring yourself in a different area um cool i think that's kind of how it's it's uh theorized which I love teleports. Teleports are amazing abilities in D&D. So they don't provoke oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, opportunity attacks, right? Importantly. Mm -hmm. uh, which, as a wizard, you don't like being in the midst of things. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really uh, nice to have that. And, and it, it just gives you a free one. It's just like, you, you, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. My, as I said, one of, my, one of my characters was a conjuration wizard. And that was his thing, was he was the... It, he just took all the teleportation spells. So like Misty Step, Far Step, Dimension yeah. Door. All I love that. Stuff. That's so cool. Because also, so it mentions with this level six ability, we're still talking about this level six. It's called Benign Transportation. Uh, you can teleport. Transposition. Anywhere. Transposition, sorry. <laughs> I just said How teleportation. Because <laughs> it is a teleportation. Uh, you teleport anywhere within 30 feet of an unoccupied space. 
or you can swap places if that creature is willing and is a smaller medium creature which i meant what, what's a typical character are we medium creatures yeah is medium that, creatures we're medium creatures that, that's why i figure okay so, so so basically any player character or anything smaller than you you can swap places with it if they're willing to do so right. uh which is pretty neat i don't know how often that would come up but pretty neat that you have it, that it definitely like, has come option. up when like so i was grappled by a creature so I could point it at our fighter and be like, we're <laughs> switching places yeah. here. <laughs> You're going to handle this and I'm yeah. going to get the hell out. And I'm going to leave. Um, another kind of funny thing was, so my wizard got arrested at one point <laughs> and I cast uh, like friends on one of the guards. And so then I was like, hey, do you trust me? And the DMs <laughs> allowed that to qualify as like, oh, yeah, we're friends. He's like a he's not a command, so he's willing. So I just switched uh, places with him. Yeah. Then Misty stepped out, oh, out wow. like through the wall. There you go. Because Misty steps a bonus action, right? So yeah. you were able to, yeah, to do and an action. And this is technically not a spell you're casting, so it doesn't break the one no, spell. No, it's an action. Either. It says specifically you can use your action. Yeah, right? to it, teleport. It says there. So, yeah, that is really cool. And also, uh, I love that it not only it will come back to you when you finish a long rest, it'll also come back if you cast a conjuration spell. Like Misty Step. <laughs> Which is nuts. So you yeah. can, like, use this misty step and you have this back i mean you can't do all of that in one turn you can't then use it again but by next turn you have this right. back up yeah exactly Crazy. that's you so can, cool there are so many uses for a 30 foot teleport or swapping yes, of a willing absolutely. creature um and kind of take a step back mm. the second level spell or second level ability minor conjuration so you can use your action to conjure an inanimate, inanimate object. Uh, you can see uh, in a space that you can see within 10 feet of you. It can be, it has to be kind of like a small thing. So it can't be yeah. any larger than three feet or, or 10 pounds. And it has to be a form of a non-magical item, but it's like visibly magical. So it's like, oh, anybody would be like, oh, that's magic. So you can't like conjure a huge block of gold and then give it to somebody and they'll be like, Oh wait, I, I know kind of know you're, you're doing something here. Um, <laughs> but this ability is so flexible because it is a real thing. So what kind of stuff can you do with it? Cause this didn't look that useful to me. I, I get that. It's like, it's limited. It's bounded by creativity. Right. I mean, this is like right. one of those abilities that like you look at it and you go, nah, but, no, it's useful in certain situations. You just got to find them and like yeah, how so you're using them. You, the only technical requirement is that you have seen like the, you, you know what the object you're is that's trying to counter your uh, conjure. So like you're in jail and you see the guard's key ring. You can, I can conjure the up the key. That's pretty sweet. Spend. But I, so my character took the spell uh, catapult. So yes. I'd like conjure a dagger, catapult it at somebody. Right. And because you know what a dagger looks like, you can conjure the dagger. Yeah, you conjure the dagger. And as a performance magician, yeah. I would just be like, oh, what's behind your ear? Oh, a huge crowbar. And I would just conjure the crowbar. That, would, <laughs> <laughs> that was like the role playing thing. But there are, there's just tons of things that, uh, that exist in like the D and D world that you're just like, does anyone have 
a spike to, to drive <laughs> into the ground. Like, no, we don't have any spikes. Like, I got it. You can, I can conjure, conjure spike. a spike. That, that is fair. I, I like that aspect of it, right? It's like, what's this one little tiny item that we need? Darn it. Oh, you need a rock? Here's a rock. Like you can, yeah, you yeah. can just make things, right? So yeah. that that is true. That is true. Like there's, there's a, just you, tons of ri- like you don't know. Yeah, there's very few examples that you can just say, oh, well, these are the specific uses. But there's so many like, oh man, if only we had this. Can you can you conjure a torch and the torch will light up as far as like a torch should, or is it not gonna like? So you emanate can conjure... as much light. Um, you can conjure, uh, like a piece of wood and then it, unfortunately it disappears if it takes damage. So, right, so if you light DM, it on fire, it's not going to do anything. Yeah, it's not, it might, it'll take. So like, if you conjured damage. a torch, it wouldn't be a lit torch. <laughs> yeah. It, would it wouldn't be, be a lit torch. Just a torch. Although like <laughs> maybe you could convince your DM to say like, oh, it's a lit torch. <laughs> so that would be something that we're like, <laughs> but be yeah. bending the rules for stuff. Yeah, like that. I'd be like, well, the fire. Me, also having being a former physics major, I'd be like, well, the fire isn't the object. You're conjuring the object, which yeah, is the, right. The You're conjuring the torch. If you try and set that on fire, or emanate light from it, it's not going to work. Right. You, you can just make objects. You can't make fire is not an object. <laughs> yeah, but like since the thing, also since the thing is obviously magical, you can convince something that like, oh, I have this magic wand see it's obviously magical it's emanating dim light out five feet i'm gonna sell it to you and then it's, it's gone. i don't know i i'm a sucker for these kinds of abilities where it's just so open-ended like yeah sure just do whatever you want i would love fine. like someone just have a campaign of a swindling conjuration with like his only aspect is going into towns to try and sell people <laughs> goods that he yeah, had, like, everywhere exactly. he goes hey want to buy this want to buy, buy this trying to magic make money rock. <laughs> yeah exactly like you can just do exactly like uh, yeah that that's like the, you get that a level two and you can start building your character <laughs> yeah yeah and you're just you're just a swindling conjuration mage you're just trying exactly. to sell fake goods there's no uh, la- later on in the conjuration tree. Let's talk about so on yeah. the 10th and 11th, 14th level. Then they get a little more focused into like, I'd like this the the 10th level when you're concentrating on a conjuration spell. But I don't know what conjuration spells they're talking about where you do this right now. But I imagine they're summons, right? I imagine there's like a conjuration right. spell where you summon a creature, where yeah. it won't break upon taking damage, which is that's pretty huge. That is pretty good. The lower level ones, I mean, this is level 10, so we don't have to really worry about lower level. Nope. But it's like Fog Cloud is a, conjur- is a conjuration spell that's yeah, concentration. Yeah, no. Like, give me, give me like a, is there like an earth elemental? Like, I want like a big old. Yeah, you board. can, at third level spell is a uh, summon lesser demon. Okay. Which. What about higher than that? We're at 10th level, like you said. So, like, give me, like, a 5th level. So, a 5th level. level spell. Yeah. You want a 5th level spell? I want a 5th level. It. Give me a 5th level summon. There is a, well, at 4th level, oh, Conjure Elemental or Cloud Kill. Okay. The two ones. All right. That's sweet. That, that's as far as you need to go. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, an elemental. But they're, these ones are not. No, they don't. They're not. They or I mean, the creatures themselves. Give me something like, that's going to do some damage. Is there any creatures that can do some damage? There, I mean, they do exist to deal damage. Like, there's an air elemental, fire elemental, and they'll um, do some damage. They, they they'll, like... they'll, they'll definitely do some damage. Um, 
Because then, importantly, like, at level at level fourteen, that it'll give any of those creatures or summons that you create, it'll give them thirty temporary hit points all of a sudden. Yeah, I maybe that's not a lot. I mean, that actually for level fourteen, level that doesn't 14, seem like a lot. <laughs> that I feel seems like... like it's like a hit. That's like an extra hit. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's like. <laughs> Because it's you're, like, you're talking about it's like every summon, right? So like I imagine when you make summons, you're hoping like that summon tanks for you and dies, right? And then you resummon it. So it's like an extra thirty hit points of every single summon you make. It might maybe it doesn't mean much though, right? I think at that high level, I think to me that it's not a whole lot. Yeah. So like you can at fifth level spell, conjure elemental. You can conjure like one fire elemental. Um, it has a hundred hit points, so it'll have hundred thirty. But like at level seven, we're doing like planar shift, like these right. crazy, insane spells that are gonna do like you know fifty, sixty damage. I mean, so it all seems like nothing. you're saying like conjuration kind of falls off late game, is what you're saying, like. It's yeah. really cool, really cool, really cool. In late game, it's just like nothing gets added. It's just yeah. kind of it, yeah, really it, going on. It's like a nice benefit, and if you, one of your spells wants to be Conjure Elemental, it'll definitely help. I, um, I will say, I think that level 10 one's pretty strong. I, not dropping yeah, it, it is, your it spells. Because definitely... you you're going to take damage every turn, and it always ends up that your concentration spells drop. Like, that happens so often. It happens a lot. And... <laughs> Your high level ones, like level, uh, your concentration, yeah. So, like, maze is an eighth level spell that could just like negate one creature. Well, that's pretty sweet, for the right? And so, and and that won't drop when you take damage, and it won't drop when you take damage. That's that, so that that seems that strong. Is yeah, pretty but strong. The, the 30 temporary hit points seems like like really bad for level four, <laughs> yeah. Like, how many times is like it's like a level. 10 barbarian will deal 30 hit points in one turn and yeah. like yeah it's it's one full turn of damage but that's that's a small thing i don't know to me <laughs> it just seems like a you don't get like double the number of conjurations it's not like they do extra damage yeah. or yeah. or something that's fair i don't know that's fair it, yeah it seems a little weak for that level um so next subclass i I put on here i don't even know if i want to talk about it though the evocation subclass is is to me this is i said it like this i said this is a bunch of simple spells like they rely on simple spells and i said it's kind of a cross between a wizard and a warlock where like warlocks are very reliant on their cantrips because they yeah they that's all they really have they only have like two spell slots right right and besides that they deal most of their damage with cantrips the evocation is like a wizard going in that way. Like, hey, if you don't really want to worry about your spell slots too much, take the evocation tree. You'll do a whole lot more damage with your cantrips. Yeah, exactly. Evocation, it's one of those ones that sounds good. You're like, oh, I'm going to be it the just damage. It seems boring. Monster, but <laughs> but like... it won't be as boring because you're a wizard, right? I mean, at least you still have a lot of choice because you're a wizard. Right. Yeah. And in I... combat, you're just a basic bitch, though. <laughs> yeah. I think if you want to do, if you want to be the DPS spellcaster, sorcerer is probably a better option just because mm. it's sorcery point thing is I can reroll my low damage dice. 
Yeah, um, that's that's fair. You're right. Yeah. Um. So stay away from this kind of. It's but, really but it the, the spell, spell is pretty good because yeah, Fireball is the main one. Where now, if you have two melee uh, party members in there, you're just like, oh, do I cast Fireball? Even though they're surrounded by by 15 goblins like i could kill all those goblins but they might die too and then they'll be mad at me but you can literally <laughs> with sculpt spell you can you can you can just literally be like, be like they take boop. nothing yeah, yeah that's pretty, that is pretty cool that's, that's pretty, pretty good yeah, Over six channel. levels yeah which Woo, is like their, that's a lot their of damage yeah so that's their 14th level right yeah yeah this this is interesting at least because it's a big choice so over channel is basically for wizard spells that you cast from first through fifth level, deal max damage. So, like, whatever <laughs> dice you're rolling, just flip those die over to the highest number, oh, and that's how that's much damage nuts. it does. That's nuts. You, you think can do so, it. even with that, you think sorcerers do more damage than that? That seems really powerful. Already. That's really good. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, over channel, if you just start out at 14th level, then, yeah. Then wizard, wizard might be better. Yeah. Wizard might be better. Um, but so there's technically no limit to how many times you can over channel a spell. But after the first time uh, you use this ability per long rest, <laughs> you take 2d12 necrotic damage per level. <laughs> so if you cast like a fifth level fireball, that is 12d6, I think, because it's 8d6 at the beginning and plus 4 because you upcast at two levels. <laughs> but let's say that yeah 12d6 uh damage but you take 10d12 necrotic damage yourself <laughs> probably dead probably dead so, yeah and, and it ignores it, it ignores resistance and immunity, ignores resistance like. so yeah, you can't build yeah. into that if you yeah if you just have like oh well i have immunity to necrotic damage it's yeah, like yeah. nope no and you don't for this if you survive that <laughs> <laughs> then that each additional time it increases by a d12 per level <laughs> so it goes from 10 d12 to 15 d12 which oh is like a hundred on average damage <laughs> it's just like insane but I you do... can safely use it once per long rest yeah you can do without it any damage yeah. yeah i love the thought process about this though where like oh your boss fight use over channel you're like ah i think this guy's almost dead. <laughs> if I just I'm gonna go it. for it. I'm yeah. over channel one more time. Oh, man. And That's then fun. it doesn't was... work. You're just like, I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna sacrifice <laughs> myself for the party. And then you over channel a third time, killing oh, them, killing man. you, and you're just like, Yes, i I'm the hero. I love that so idea. It can, it can get interesting and fun, but it's risky. That's cool. This, That's cool. This kind of ability from the DM perspective like gives me nightmares because <laughs> I'm just like, is this within like over channel range? <laughs> it's just mm -hmm. like, what is the max damage that this wizard can do in one turn? I'd be like, okay, the HP has to be higher than that because then just be like, over channel cone of cold deal sixty eight damage or whatever. Right, because it's always or max. sixty four damage. Yeah, it's yeah. immediate. The math's pretty easy on it, right? It's just always yeah. like, here's your damages. <laughs> And also, like, this is more damage than, like, I think, like, an ancient dragon can do under their breath weapon. Jesus. Not That's can, but sweet. on average. So 14th yeah. level evocation. Okay. It's Might a, be talking. so much damage. <laughs> <laughs> Might uh, be talking, man. Yeah. But Wipe out it, groups of people. 
yeah, I love that like thought process of like, oh, do I need to do this again? But like, how many times is that going to happen? Um, you are just going to like over channel fireball at, at fifth level just every day, probably. Yeah. Uh, the next subclass is the one I mentioned, like, oh, you were talking about being a show musician. Why didn't you choose the School of Illusion? Uh, second level illusion, pretty minor, right? Instead of the minor conjuration that you had, you get minor mm-hmm. illusion instead. So yes. different feel, right? But it's the same kind of thing. You create an image, and you get to create a sound with that image. Right. That that I think that is important, because most of the important. time... Most of the time, when you do minor illusion, you have to choose. And this is also sound kind of or like, illusion, yeah, right. Yeah, sound or sight or, or visual. You get both. A lot of times, in my experience, people forget that, and DMs also forget it. Right, so you kind but, of do both no matter what. I was just going to yeah. say, I'm like, doesn't it automatically do that? And right, in my mind, I'm like, yeah. doesn't it just do that? And uh, and the other abilities we'll kind of get into this malleable illusion. You can now make your illusions move also minor illusion. You can't have motion, (laughs) which is another thing. I'm like, can it already do that? Can it do that? Yeah. And it's like, no, you can't do it. Basically you're, you have a hologram of a picture. All right. See, so like like, already it seems useless, right? Up through level six, level 10 is when I'm like, Oh, this, this is cool. But, but that's the thing is if you're playing like, as written then this is like then this, this is, is what the I, way, right I, this I, is what you meant to do that whole yeah time. this is what this is the thing that we're like oh yes i just want my illusions to do everything to do this yes then you need mm-hmm. to play this right right <laughs> but by 10th level then you actually start getting a really useful ability in combat oh, yeah <laughs> this thing's sweet illusion mages are so cool yeah basically I wanted my performance position to be conjuration because of that benign transposition ability. I thought yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, that is that. sweet. That is super sweet. I agree. And and you get that at level six. The difference between level six and level ten is enormous. We're in our campaign and we've been playing for a year, we're level eight. <laughs> we're still not Well, you're there. level nine now. But yeah, we're nine? still not level ten. Do I have to level up? I'm level eight. Well, you are kind of strange because you have multi class, but yeah, you should be level that nine uh, i think we're level nine. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe we are no you're right i think i am level six in bard and level three in fighter yeah in fighter right. yeah okay so i am level nine but i'm six and three <laughs> okay i i do it that's right but yeah exactly like the and all yeah this campaign we're playing i've been leveling you guys up kind of slow because i didn't realize it was gonna go this long but <laughs> but we but, have been this is a long time right so mm-hmm. right i don't i don't know how often campaign i guess People probably do level up a little faster than we do, for sure, right? I mean, there's yeah. no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way they stay at the level we are. Um, but we've been having fun, so what, what mm-hmm. is it? Uh, so, Illusory Self. This is the 10th level mage spell. You create an illusory duplicate of yourself as an instant, instinctual reaction to danger. So when a creature makes an attack roll against you, you can use your reaction to put that illusion in front of it, and it'll automatically miss you. <laughs> yeah they just like hit the illusion and it just poof, and so and, and short else. or long rest you only get it once uh but short or long and you get this if i think you get it after a short rest that's, that's pretty big, big right yeah so just and, like every combat in other words every combat sort of right I, I roughly speaking there's one combat per short rest right right roughly speaking so and, every combat you'll avoid one attack exactly and 
this is just so nice. Like you're a wizard, so you're probably not going to try to be in danger. But like yeah. but this every hit matters. <laughs> this is a you can use it against a ranged attack. Yeah. Let's say someone ambushes you and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to attack you." And it's like if you're if they're a rogue, then they have sneak attack. You're just like, "Now they just miss me." Um this is sweet. Yeah. Just a good ability. <laughs> And then level 14 sounds nuts. I mean, this is like... Hell yes. This is like you have a friggin' infinity stone, dude. This is the reality stone. You literally have the reality stone now. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, so basically you get the ability level 14 to make your illusions real. (laughs) It's like, what? And it remains real for one minute. And the example they give in the book... Which in combat is just like for combat. It's forever, Yeah. (laughs) And um, so the the example they gave in the book is that you can make an illusion of a bridge and then you can make that bridge real for people to walk across. That's insane. Like what? <laughs> and, and you can make the realest part of it disappear. So your enemies are like, oh, is this, is this an illusion? I'm going to look like, nope, looks real to me. Let's walk across the bridge. And then they fall. Foof. That um, is crazy. How like, can like, wait, so like they have no, they have, they have, they have no, no chance. Well, and also like a bridge, like uh, you could just make any. <laughs> yeah, like, they, like it sounds like they have no like t- like oh, it can only be three feet tall though. It's like no, just hey, so whatever. it has to be an inanimate, non-magical item. So like major image, a lot of times it's used as a distraction. Like oh, there's a dragon out in the distance using major yeah. image. You can't like make the dragon real, um, but you can do insane stuff like oh, there's a guard coming. I'm going to make a section of the wall illusory. And usually you have to just like hope that the guard doesn't like lean up against it and realize it's, <laughs> it's fake. But now that wood panel. Right. I was going to say, so, so with this ability, you actually can make that dragon real, but the dragon can't do damage. Well, no, it's inanimate. So like the dragon. Oh, inanimate. Okay. But it, oh, yeah. so you, but you can, well, so, you can make a so, dragon statue. Right. Now here's, here's where the weird thing is though. It, so this is just like super conjuration, right? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> this is where like real and illusion, like your DM is going to have a lot of leeway too, where like, if I have a, have a orb of a, an, uh, I don't know, illusion of a, of a basketball. And then I make it real. Does it follow gravity? Does it fall to the ground? Right, like what? Right. What happens to it? But like, yeah, there's so like now you can like use major image to make like I don't know, like another another uh, popular example is like a cage around somebody or rope illusion of rope around somebody's hands and make that rope real. Right. That's kind of cool. There's no like save against so, it. Or but again, like, can't you just conjure a rope? If you're in conjuration, you just conjure a rope. Yeah, you just conjure a rope. So yeah, but, it's it's but, it's a little weird, but but the the odd for conjuration, it's like you know, there's size limitations. This is literally like there's no size limitations, right? No, just an object makes like, real for a minute. That's I'm why. That's why up. I literally I called it super conjuration, right? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. the more powerful. Of the minor conjuration. But the minor conjuration, remember, has been doing this since level two. <laughs> and the yeah. illusion mage didn't catch up and surpass him until level but, 14. But you could do crazy things like hallucinary terrain. Yeah. It's 150 right, can, foot cube of. <laughs> you can make it real for a minute. Of real crap. 
But it can't, like, there's but a canyon. can't do damage. It can't do damage. Can't do damage, but there's a canyon. And now Which is odd. Like, How can you make like a real canyon? Well, no, no, no. Like there is a canyon, and you make the hallucinatory terrain to make it not look like a canyon. Oh, and then they fall into and the canyon. And they fall into the canyon. Because you made it real. Because it's like, oh, well, I feel grass underneath me. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. the you, like, you made it real. <laughs> so I, like, I, and that's the they, thing. They, they wouldn't have any save against, like, not it being real. It, it's, it's real. Re- it's yeah. real. Like it's, literally, it. it's literally real. Good luck trying to have an insight check. You can't. It's real. It's real. <laughs> yeah, you touch it. Yeah, and this is one of those things that's like, this speaks to me so much because it's just like, oh, whatever you you and uh, you're imagining and whatever your DM allows you to get away yeah, with. Yeah, it's, sort of, it, it's, it's definitely one that you got to be more creative to make this actually yep. function something useful. All right, the next one is transmutation. And I, I put here that it's not cool until level 10. Uh, because honestly, the minor yeah. alchemy seems rather useless, right? It, it, yeah. Especially when we talk about the illusion, having the minor illusion cantrip and the minor conjuration cantrip. This one's like, you can change a substance into another substance? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, like, oh, cool, I have this. Can't really wood, do much. It's I'm not useful. And then even like, level six would be sweet, but I feel like the options they give you are terrible. Yeah. If they gave you some cooler options, I think level six would have been awesome. So they give you this transmuter stone, which uh, you can basically have this stone, which allows you to kind of be a semi-bard, right? Where like you choose a benefit from the following options and you get that benefit for a while. And, and And you can give it to anyone you want. Yeah. And that part's fine, but it's just like, but the, the here's uh, here's the options. You it's get like resistance dark, to damage, which is pretty good. But you have it's to know dark, what kind dark of vision is one of the options, which we know how useless dark vision is. Uh, increased speed of ten feet. Yeah, increased speed of ten feet. That sounds good. While they're unencumbered, does that like does that mean you can't be wearing armor or something? No. So uh, encumbrance is like a whole other set of rules, which most people just ignore. So, so like, okay, so an increased speed of ten feet would be useful then. That would, that would be useful. I think that's probably the one you'd go with then, if that's all that is. Then there's proficiency in con saving throws, which does happen often, but, like, you can't count on that. And, like, what, what are you doing putting that? You can also just, like, have proficiency in that without having to, <laughs> to have right, this. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you can have resistance to acid, cold, fire, lightning, thunder damage, whichever one you choose. So you have to choose and, one and, that's and get that resistance. Good, but... I think you'll know when it's good. Like you'll be playing in a campaign that's like we're in the frozen north, and you're like, right. resistance to cold is probably going to be good, right? And you can't just choose this on a whim, right? This is to spend eight hours making this stone, so you have to like uh, have this preset. Yeah, your choice whenever you choose this benefit. So when you create the stone, it takes you eight hours to create a stone. So like you're talking about a long rest just to create the stone. Yeah, it doesn't seem very. So, I thought you just get to do it. You get to change the benefit after a long rest, but no, you have to spend eight no, hours. No, you have to make a stone. So, and then that's your stone until you make a new Yuck. stone. Exactly. So it's like, so yeah, if you're in the cold tundra, you take a long rest there. Yes, go ahead and make a resistance to cold. Well, you have to take a long rest. Yeah, yeah, you have to that day, and then you'll hours. have it until you're out of the cold tundra. Then go ahead and make a different one. 
But well, like, yeah, it's like you take a long on. rest and then you need another eight hours. So every yeah. the whole party is like, what are you doing, man? Like, I need eight hours to finish it on this <laughs> I have rock. to make a spell. You guys continue on. I have to spend the whole campaign day. Yeah. So, like, useless. Yeah. You have to play around with that and be like, can Imagine I just make Imagine if you could just, like, misclick. Rest? You spent eight hours and you just, like, misclick to dark vision. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like you just leave it on the increased speed to 10 feet, right? And just be like, okay, I can move 10 feet faster, which actually does seem kind of cool. If you're a human, I could see this leaving on dark vision. That'd be, ah, that'd be stupid. Dark vision's useless. Because as a wizard, you have dancing lights as a cantrip, dude. Like, you you just don't need dark vision. I, I think I disagree a little. I'd rather have 10 feet of movement. That's that's a lot of movement. That, I mean, that is good. Not not saying it's not that's good. A, that's, a, that's every turn. You get 10 more feet of movement. I mean, you can, mm-hmm. you, you're talking a lot of movement yeah. there. All right. Well, on that 10th te- level, it does start getting interesting in transmutation, right? right? Then you get polymorph. As a spell, only on yourself though. But it's yeah, free. you get to polymorph. Free yourself. polymorph yeah. on yourself. Polymorph. I don't feel like this is a controversial take, but it is like the most versatile spell. Yeah. In well, uh, th- this I almost said Magic it... the Gathering, but no, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. This makes it less the most versatile, right? Because it's specifically only right. for yourself. Exactly. But yeah, but. You still get a lot of the other benefits, but you're but you don't get all the offensive benefits of so the, so. But here's here's problem. where it gets interesting, right? Because now now it blurs the line between this is like your wizard slash druid, right? Yep. This is like yeah. blurring the lines between the, like oh wild shape. The wild shape is literally at level two if you're going that direction in druid. You have to wait till level ten to get this. Yeah. Uh, when when do you get polymorph regularly though? Because you can also get polymorph at level four. Four or no, it's fourth a level fourth spell. level spell. So, so level seven. Level seven. So so level seven is the earliest you can get polymorph to do kind mm-hmm. of things you want to do in the animal sphere. Right. Um, Which is kind of late in the game for for role play. It's nice. Um, there are a lot of times where polymorphing yourself into a giant eagle is like the difference between difference between like doing something like. Uh, like crazy good or crazy bad. I don't know. It's like it's still pretty nice, but like, is it any better than having illusory self? And you could also take polymorph <laughs> as right. a spell. You know. Now the the last one's interesting because that that useless transmuter stone that you had now gets to cast a pretty high level spell all of a sudden. Yeah, suddenly you're like, wait a sec. <laughs> level 14. <laughs> yeah, but you destroy it in the process. So you like, so even if you had that 10 you feet. You jailbreak it. Yeah, if you use this ability, you lose it afterwards. <laughs> but you get to just make a new one after eight Yeah, hours. after a long rest. But still, I just find it funny that like, why can't you just like. Well, no, no, no. It's, it's not a after a long thing. rest. It's just, you have to spend eight hours doing it. So you can't uh, rest while making your which is, well, So I feel like in a normal campaign, they're going to allow you to create it during a long rest. Because even if it would. says, it says it just, in Master Transmuter, your train is destroyed and can't be remade until you finish a long rest. So you're yeah. you're telling me no, I have no, to finish yeah. the long so rest to... and then spend eight hours. Yeah. So then why am, I, why am I even part of the campaign? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, it says your transmuter stone, you have to spend eight hours creating it. You can't do that while you're sleeping. I feel like you should allow them to, because otherwise, like I just mentioned, why are you even a part of the campaign at that point? We might as well ignore 
all time commitments. Then just do, never choose a class. If you're if you have to obey by those rules, guys, ignore this. No, this, that's perfectly adorable. What do you like? You think you can just like do other stuff? Like, I, I oh, I'm going to read a book I while think, sleeping. I think in that you're case, you're asleep during a long rest. All the other classes and choices in this game, never choose this. Then, if you're going to make me abide by those rules, that's ridiculous. What, no, I, that's that's totally not ridiculous. Right, like, we're moving a, on. Man. I'm I'm done with transmutation. That's bullshit all right well wait, we one, should we should at least say what the ability does at no i don't even care You're, i can't okay, even make the stone you can you can the basically the biggest thing is you can uh the two most popular ones are remove all curses diseases and poisons or you can cast raise dead for free which is pretty pretty good um but no it's like you can't like put on your armor while you're asleep why would you be able to do this it's bullshit it's bullshit anyway it doesn't matter because I'm never choosing. I'm never choosing. That and now you're off it. You're off. Yeah, it. and the next one, honestly, is super disappointing to me. This is the necromancy class. This is part of the base thing, and like when you hear necromancy, you're like, oh, I'm gonna be the super. What are you thing. talking about? This is the one of the most powerful ones. No, this is terrible. Level two is miserable. You literally only get hit points. This is grim harvest. You get to reap life energy from creatures it, that you have about to- level two. <laughs> that you have to kill with your spells, and then you only get like hit points equal to like the level of the spell, and only yeah, if it's yeah, in the yeah. school that, of me- it's so bad, it's that, so bad. That doesn't matter. That one's useless. Level six, you get the a- animate dead spell, right? Which is pretty sweet. Animate dead, you get to for free. Yeah, you get, you get animate spell. dead, so you get and you and get you get to target an additional, additional one. So right? You it get a doubles portions. the targets of yeah. animate dead. But and... so again with animate dead with necromancy too, it's kind of weird, right? Because you things have to die first. That's the whole thing with necromancy, right? Well, or you could just like I don't know, find a graveyard, dig up some skeletons. Oh no, 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 that's not like no. When we're in combat, we're not just in a graveyard every combat. Well, no, no, an- animate dead is not a combat spell. Oh, this it, is like it, something you have to do like you beforehand. Yeah, you do beforehand. Yeah. So I imagine role-playing wise, though, you can't just be walking through town with a couple zombies and skeletons. Yeah, that's the biggest. <laughs> that's the biggest <laughs> I still think that this is like not a lot of. So, so yeah, a lot of parties, especially if you're going first, a lot of people want to have the like the hero uh, feeling, and so they'll choose you know generally good characters. And usually people will have a hard time. Like I'm talking about like in game and the actual players. They might have a hard time trying to rectify like, I am a paladin of good <laughs> truth and justice. Being with that necromancer. <laughs> and this guy's a necromancer. He, he's like, I need skeletons to fight things. That's what I do. And you're just like, well, my God says okay I'm supposed to do this. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's also super annoying to keep track of. So the big, yeah. biggest thing about this anime dead thing. So anime dead, you can, you have them for 24 hours and then mm, okay. they return back to the, to the dust, but there's no limit to how many you can have. Really? Yeah. So anime dead and you get two. essentially you double the number of times you can cast anime dead with this spell. So you can have like 12 <laughs> creatures <laughs> So you you just yeah you have to really like that's that's a problem though right you have to like go around building your army and like before you can like if you're trying right. to like plan your 
your assault or whatever. And and some DMs will just like again that's this is like a DM problem yeah. <laughs> where it's just like yeah. oh, well, yeah. my, if you were really wanting to be a necromancer, I I would make those things available to you. Right, so um, that I don't even have to spend a full friggin' day of campaign. A full session like, just trying. I'm to trying to go things. around trying to kill people so I can make my yeah. skeletons. Yeah, but. Each skeleton has its own attack, and they might they don't do a whole lot of damage. But if you have twelve, do an extra twelve attacks per turn, that adds up. Like twelve d four is twelve d four. And with you, <laughs> you being know? this necromancer, you get each creature gets an additional hit points equal to the wizard level, right? And yeah. the creature adds damage equal to your proficiency bonus to its damage rolls. So yeah. it probably is doing probably some good So damage. it's probably doing like a D4 or whatever plus five or six damage. And then 12 of those attacks for six or whatever. That would, that would help against them werewolves. <laughs> yeah, that would. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's... It's super annoying as a DM because it's just like, well, I'm forcing you as the player to control them. So if you're an experienced player, you're just like, got this. Here's all my attacks. Three of them hit. I'm going to yeah. roll all my damage. I know exactly how much damage. I'm just going to say, okay, they're all, they're not all targeting a different creature. They're all going to target this one because that just makes the game go faster. I just um, think it's kind of rare for you to be in a situation where you're going to have 12 of these things rolling around. I, yeah. And see, that's going to be the big thing based on your DM. Like, yeah. if if one of you was a necromancer, I would make it easier for you to use the ability. Like, you know, I, I I'm not I'm not gonna like, uh, I'm I'm not gonna like make it super rare that you find a dead body. Yeah. Um, and you know, like every town has to have a graveyard or a place they put their dead. So if you're near a town, like people die they have to have skeletons <laughs> you just have to make sure again you're doing it when you're leaving town <laughs> like, you're not gonna then go and yeah hey, exactly. we're leaving town right okay let's go raise some zombies so this has a lot of baggage it's just honestly to me this class seems like a chore right i like honestly yeah it seems yeah. like less fun more chore but it, it, it it's powerful I, I, it's powerful in the right situations right just like, my but god you just, role play we're playing a role-playing game okay we're not playing a combat only game combat right. only game great class right damn you can raise an army by yourself and you can deal tons and you can just be ridiculous yeah but we're playing a role-playing <sighs> game this is just, yeah exactly this is just and, a chore. and and especially if the rest of your group wants to be like the good heroes. Right, right. If you any, playing a necromancer, if a single person is against what you're doing, it's going to be annoying. It's going to be like you're kind of going to be looked at as a like a dick <laughs> for right. doing this. Like, or especially if you're just like I'm a necromancer, as soon as you show up to town, and the DM's like, "Well, this is the town of life and goodness, <laughs> so they're gonna not like you." They're just like. What we should probably kill the townspeople then, and everyone's like, "Come on, Jim!" Like, <laughs> uh, but if you're playing like an evil campaign, like this is dope. Like if everybody else likes pretty it, pretty sweet. But yeah, oh. it's definitely a chore. <laughs> <laughs> Every time uh, I look at this, I'm like, "Can I make this work?" I'm just like, "I don't want to deal with this." <laughs> no, I, I would just, I would just never want to deal with that. Well, all right, but we'll just move on to the next one then. Yeah. The next one is gonna be. 
oh, we're done with the player's handbook stuff. Yeah, so so all the rest of these, so that's like part of the base class. The only one I missed on the base class was the enchantment one. Is the only oh, one I missed. No, no. Yeah, we should. I, I just want to talk about that real quick. The enchantment one is like kind of lame, except for they have like that split enchantment spell. Oh, yeah. Which is really sweet. But like, again, I don't know off the top of my head, like what counts as an enchantment because it has dominate to be person is an enchantment. Spell. Dominate per- Okay, I was gonna say because like, person's has, an enchantment. It literally spell. says specifically it has to be an enchantment spell. Right. And Hypnotic also- Gaze is their second level, and it's kind of lame, right? You have to literally stand in front of someone. Yeah. And use it, and you can only use it in front of them, and you can't but move, and you have doesn't to stay requ- there. Doesn't require concentration, so you, uh, yeah, it it feels very limiting. But it there's is. a lot of situations that's going to be like you walk up to a guard, and then you just like, I'm not engaging this person, and that there's no limit how many times you can use this. They're incapacitated. Right. It's it's like hypnotic pattern spell, but just a single target right in front yeah, of you. Yeah, a single target, but only right in front of their face, and you I think, can't do anything else while you're doing it. Uh, well, you can hold concentration on a different spell, so you can like hold person, walk up to somebody else, hypnotic gaze them. Um, but yeah, you can't move. I think there's the fact that uh, you, there's it, no, no. So on sub, you have to use your action to maintain the effect. Right, but like holding concentration on another spell. Doesn't okay. require okay. action. Okay, so you can concentrate on another spell and then have this, and but then that's all you're doing. <laughs> that's all you're doing. So you're basically like, I'm controlling. I'm, yeah, I'm, and you can't move anymore. Like you've you just move, locked yourself but, into like that's all you can do. Right. It, it kind of sucks for you <laughs> as the player, but like your rest of your party is like, okay, well, there this guard's not going to sound the alarm. We're going to go yeah. and do our thing. Um, instinctive charm is pretty nice. Um, He's basically it forces them to make another roll to attack you, to hit you. Right. Um, so like, oh, you're walking down the road. There's six archers that are going to attack you. I mean, six is kind of a lot because you only have one reaction. But like now, this archer failed his wisdom save, so now he has to attack his friend. <laughs> That's the closest one. Right. Split, split enchantment. Um, yeah, like dominate person is is an enchantment spell so you can down dominate two people at once yeah which, which is, is that's that's the big that's the big sell to the enchantment class is getting to level 10 and being able to cast it on two people at once which is yeah that's a strong ability that's going to be strong for any spell in the game this yeah this is like a pretty strong combat focused one yeah or like but, but it takes a while to, <laughs> it takes a while, it takes to, a while to get, get up there. to that yeah it's not going to yeah. be right up front um, right. so, so the first one I have from the, these are all the DLC ones, which are worthy to talk about because they're all super strong. The blade singer is the first one. Uh, this I believe was from Tasha. Yeah. Tasha's cauldron of everything. Uh, don't have any experience playing or DMing anybody for this. No, but this Looks one sweet. is what I call the better Eldritch Knight. So Eldritch Knight <laughs> is part of the fighter <laughs> yeah. class that we talked about, which you're stuck in the fighter class, right? which means you don't mm-hmm. have as much spellcasting ability. And meanwhile, martial skills are pretty easy to have, right? Every character kind of has martial skills right? Yeah. already, so it's not much of an ask to be like, I swing with my sword. I yeah, yeah, my sword. <laughs> exactly. Like the, the, the better half of this is like, okay, now I'm in a spellcasting class. I have way more spells available now. Mm-hmm. And I still get the extra attack at 6th level, which yeah. Fighter gets it probably at level 4. But only 2 levels earlier, 
right? So you're, you're getting it two levels later, but you still get the extra attack. You get all the damage that comes with martial abilities. And yet you have, like, way better spell ever. Yeah. So, so you're like a melee spell blade. Bladesinger, it kind of operates like, um, like a barbarian where you have to do something to get all these abilities. You have to enter your blade song. Um, yes. And you gain, like, crazy ability like so you gain bonus to your ac equal to your intelligence modifier so that could be like plus four <laughs> you just get plus four ac your walking speed your speed increases this 10 feet so sweet. you get advantage on dexterity checks or, or acrobatics checks so that could for yep. grappling that's big um you gain uh, a bonus to constitution saving throws equal to your intelligence modifier what? That's awesome. Like, just for free. Well, importantly, um, to maintain your concentration on a spell. Right. Oh, yeah. So yeah it's exactly. almost like yeah. that. It, yeah. So it's almost like the ability that Conjuration had where, like, damage won't let you drop your concentration. This right. gives you an advantage on your saving throw. Or it's a bonus, right? It's a, yeah. 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 Bonus, a bonus yeah. equal to your intelligence mod again. Which uh, to help can you be maintain better than spell. advantage sometimes, depending on how high your intelligence yeah, is. That's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, but yeah and then so like it's just it's just a better Eldritch Blade, <laughs> like Eldritch Knight. Yeah, at level six you get to attack twice. Uh, it kind of made Eldritch Knight irrelevant once you're in Tasha's and beyond. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of unfortunate oh, it really did. Honestly, this is so much better than Eldritch Knight, right? It, I mean, it's just, it seems it's just like everything you wanted to do. Yeah, because like yeah, like you said with the martial stuff, it's like well, all you really care about is like the ability to use a weapon and your AC. <laughs> <laughs> these wizards can't have like medium or heavy armor now it's like right. oh well i'm gonna get a plus five to my ac now it's a 17 <laughs> now or whatever yep. and i get an extra attack now i get more damage it's like oh everything you want and we liked eldritch knight too yeah 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 but this is just what you'd want to go with if you're going yeah. that way it looks pretty cool um so yeah if, if you want to do eldritch knight take a look at uh blade dancer Wait. Yeah, Blade Singer. Blade Singer. Blade Singer. <laughs> uh, yes. Now we got the two wild amount, wild amount, whatever it's called, uh, classes. They, right. they made some two two cool wizard classes. Um, yeah. This one I was super interested in because I've always wanted to have a wizard class that was dealt with like uh, changing the position of enemies. Like, so you said you played a conjuration mage where your whole purpose was teleportation, right? Yeah. You're never in the same place. I wanted to have a class, and I tried to do this. Actually, the first time I ever played d and I made a druid, and I tried to take all the abilities that, like, oh, I did Thorn Whip, where I can pull people 10 feet towards me, or I can push them 10 feet away. Like, I wanted to, like, just manipulate where people were on the battlefield. Well, Which can be... is Which is a way better ability than it is on paper. Like right manipulating position even by five feet like one space you can just be like oh this person is uh, i'm gonna have to dash to get there it's like no you don't just wait until my turn and hold your action <laughs> which is exactly what this class does so this right. is the graviturgy mage it's got dunamancy spells <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm. um and i actually said that this actually has some good combat potential some of its spells like it it gets access to magnify gravity at level one this is a spell that in a 10-foot radius sphere, which is pretty large, each creature within the sphere has to succeed on a con save or takes 2d8 force, and its speed is halved. 
which is nuts. So it like yeah. keeps them there. These these Demancy spells, they are so cool. Yeah, like that's a <laughs> strong just... spell for combat already. Ugh. That's level one, like right off the bat. Here you go. Here's what you get. <laughs> like you can just yeah. keep people there. Um, they have their level two ability is that they can magically alter the weight of something within thirty feet. It's so interesting. Yeah. They yeah. can either have the weight or, or or double the weight. They're having the weight increases speed by ten feet, and they can jump twice as far. Yeah, they have disadvantage on strength. And then if they double down their weight, they reduce the speed by ten feet, but give advantage on strength. Yeah, and the wording on this, I think they intentionally left pretty vague. Yeah, they did, right? Like, so, and you can use it on any creature. Yeah, just anything exactly. you see or within thirty object. feet. Yeah, so and, or any like, object. Yeah, <laughs> it's super interesting. It, it it's very strange, and I just love it because yeah, yeah it's <sighs> just like you can just think of these crazy situations where I don't know, so like suddenly the person that arrow weighs twice as much. <laughs> and now they can't like fire it properly on a archery contest that you want your friend to win. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's pretty know. cool. Just yeah, like random that's stuff. Awesome. That is really cool. I would love to see that. Uh level six, this is what the one that though I went like nuts over, right? Because this mm-hmm. is what you just described. Starting a sixth level, you can manipulate gravity around every living being. When you cast a spell on a creature, you can move that target five feet to an unoccupied space of your choice. If it's willing to move, so you can just do it if it's willing to move. If the spell hits it with an attack, so if you use that uh, gravity sphere that I just, whatever I said, if you use that sphere, you can move something. Or if it fails any saving throw against the spell that you've cast. So So you you, can just move things. Yeah, you cast Firebolt. It hits them, they can move. move. Every every spell, right? Every spell becomes, I can move it five feet. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. This is like, like I said, like I wanted to cast specific spells to move them. This is saying like literally all your spells can move things. And I it guess is, the spells yeah. that do move things, you can move it an additional five feet because it's not saying it's it's just saying exactly, you can move yeah. five more feet. <laughs> it says when you cast a spell, so you can ha- you can work out the timing with your DM. So like I cast a spell, it hits them. It hits it. It moves move ten feet, feet, and then I move it move. five more feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So awesome. Awesome. Uh, once you get to, and then level ten, you almost b- become like a minor bard. <laughs> At tenth yeah. level, when a creature within sixty feet of you now, which is sweet, that's like that's a good radius. That's like yeah, yeah. That that's basically, basically going to be like you're very rarely not within sixty feet of your party. Yeah, and this is whenever within sixty feet, whenever someone's attacking with an attack, you can increase the attack's velocity. Which makes the attacking target take an extra 1d10. Uh-huh. Um, now, or if a creature is yeah. falling, which is so interesting, within six, if they fall and take fall damage, you can use your reaction to increase that fall damage by 2d10. I love that. I don't know how often that's going to come up. That Yeah, that's... Probably never. It's, it's never going to come up until, like, the one time it does, and it's going <laughs> to And then it's going to be awesome. Yeah, but, I like... This this one, when you're a wizard, when your reactions are shield and counter spell, I'm like, I kind of want to keep my reactions. That's up. true. That I think you're right there, right? Where like your reactions are really important on the wizard specifically. On Any the wizard, other yeah. class, 
this is like just gold because they don't have many reactions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, well, if I'm not, if I'm a range, like if I'm a ranger, my reactions are nothing. Like if I'm, <laughs> if I'm a, if I'm a bowcaster. Yeah. Bowcaster, when you're like a barbarian, you're just like, please leave my vicinity. Yeah, I want to exactly. <laughs> I, I need to swing. use this thing. And it would just be, oh, an extra D10 damage. But yeah, yeah I'm just like, uh, like I could do an extra D10, like, but a counter spell on a, on yeah, like on a polymorph on my barbarian up. is way better. That's so fair. That's so fair. But level fourteen, this event horizons. Oh my! This seems so God. sweet. This is so strong. At fourteenth level, as an action, you emit a gr- field of gravitational energy that tugs at creatures for up to a minute until your concentration ends. For the duration, all creatures hostile to you, if they start their turn within feet. 30 feet of you, they have to make a strength save. On a failed save, they take 2d10, and its speed is zero. <laughs> so they just stay there and take 2d10. Uh, what? But even if they succeed, even if they each succeed, foot of movement caused two feet of movement. They only can move half as far, and they still take half well, the no. damage. Yeah, they, they, take, they move a third as far, so it's even better than... Uh, than, uh, like oh, two terrain. extra feet. Oh my yeah. god. So if they have 30 feet of movement, they, they can only move feet. 10 feet. Oh my god. So if they are 30 feet from you, they're not getting to you for another two turns. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you just, I love the idea of this. We're just like, fuck this. It's <laughs> oh, like just slow motion. <laughs> That's awesome. It's yeah. so strong. And you can use a third level spell to cast this again. Wow. Which is like, who knows how many times you're actually going to use it, but like when you need it, might yeah. as well have that option. Yeah, because this is one of the ones that like immediately they're going to try and interrupt your concentration, right? They have to. Yeah. <laughs> if, if enough of them are within your vicinity, they're gonna, everyone's going to turn and be like, we have to stop them. <laughs> we yeah. have to hit them. <laughs> and this does force you to maintain concentration. So you can't like maintain concentration of polymorph and this ability. Right. But right. whatever. <laughs> so different. i just thought i just thought but, for level six alone move, right it's it actually you admit it out yeah like 30 feet from you yeah you can move it's just 30 feet yeah so you can move around you can so you they're can, like you can, you can back up 10 feet you. yeah, yeah you, <laughs> and then you're just like all right now you're yeah you back up 10 feet yeah exactly that's yeah, sweet uh right. the other one they made is the chronoturgy mage this is the the time controller so oh. when we talked about divination before they had portent which was like you roll two uh, rolls in the beginning, and then you can use those rolls at any time, but before rolls have been given. This uh-huh. is the flip side of that. You have two rolls to use, but you use them after rolls have been done. Right. Now, it's, initially, that sounds a lot stronger, but D&D-wise, actually, Portent is so much stronger. Yeah, Portent is stronger. Uh, also because you have to be within 30 feet. But yeah, I, as opposed to right everything you can see. But also at level two, you get another ability, which is you add your intelligence modifier to your initiative rolls. That's awesome. That's awesome. Pretty good. Yeah, it helps you go. Fa- yeah, that that makes a lot of sense too, right? Because you're and, like kind of yeah, exactly. You're a time wizard. <laughs> yeah, you're a time wizard. Um, and I guess the the flavor behind this is like you are you like see the thing happen. You're rewinding time and make it. And yep. You're like the new. It's a new branch of reality yeah yeah pretty sweet um, i'm just Makes gonna sense. say off the bat before we go any further chrono uh chrono chronergy 
I think this might be like the most powerful subclass. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because... I think divination is better. Uh, well, like divination after portent, like portent's basically it for divination. <laughs> sure, sure. And there's another ability here, which it's the level ten. It's it's just amazing. But okay, so level <laughs> six. Uh, as an action, you can you force a large or smaller creature within sixty feet of you to make a con save, and uh, if it fails. The creature's encased in a magical energy, and until the end of your next turn, uh, or until it takes damage, it's incapacitated and its speed is zero. And you can use this feature a number of times equal to your intelligence modifier uh, for every long rest. So if you have an intelligence modifier of uh, four, plus four, you can just basically, like, instead of casting a spell, you can be like, you're not moving or doing anything until my next turn. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. <laughs> you're capacitated. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so uh, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You're capacitated, and so the, <laughs> capacitated means that they lose concentration on spells. So if it's a wizard, uh, it's yeah, and it doesn't cost spell slots. You get to do it four to five times a day. If you're it is high, right? So it's intelligence modifier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Us- usually. Your in modifier. No, that's true. That, that is a super strong ability. You're right. I mean, yeah. So this this could be the strongest. And, and, which we, I figured, right? I literally said in the notes, I was like, controlling time, usually pretty usually good. Usually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but this uh, arcane abeyance is... At level 10. Is really... Yeah, at level 10. This, see, this is also a good thing about uh, Chronergy. Is that like each one is like oh that's a different and true very good true ability. true right where every other class right we we said like level two strong level six though meh level ten yeah level fourteen meh yeah. this yeah. is like every single step of the way every you're single something. step you're getting something good so arcane advance at ten level when you you uh, when you cast a spell using a fourth level or lower you can condense the spell into like a physical moat frozen in time for one hour. <laughs> You can then give this moat of energy to somebody else in your party, and then they will cast it using your attack bonus and spell save DC. <laughs> the good thing about this is that means they're the ones concentrating on the spell. That's so cool. they, you can cast Polymorph into this bead, and for the next hour, so you're doing this before combat starts, you can say like, hey, fighter, now you have a Polymorph spell that you can cast once. That's and then sweet. it's using your uh, spell save DC, but they're the one casting Polymorph. So now you can cast haste on your fighter or your fighter has a haste spell. They can cast it themselves. Right. I imagine you're almost always going to use this on a concentration spell, right? Because concentration spells generally yeah. are the most powerful things in D&D. Exactly. Which is why you can only maintain one per. Right. And this just spell. breaks that. Yeah, right. It only it's only for so, an hour. sort of, sort of, right? Because yeah. only one person's doing it, but you made a class that normally can't do it. Exactly. Yeah. So the barbarian now has, uh, I don't know, haste on him now forever. Like, and now you can have haste and then maintain. No, no. Like we've mentioned, concentrations can drop pretty easily. You get hit, and the concentrations can drop. Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think this this ability is like. Once you start using it, you're just like, oh, this is super strong. Because usually I had to choose between banishment and haste. 
but now I don't. <laughs> but I'm looking at the level 14 and I'm just laughing. That one's not important though, right? Uh, when you make a creature within 60 feet of you makes a tax roll, ability check or saving, you can use your reaction. Oh no, you just choose whether <laughs> they succeed or not. <laughs> just ignore it. Ah, it doesn't work. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to cast a hold person on you. I succeeded. Nah. No, you didn't. <laughs> no. I'm the DM now. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. You get a level of exhaustion, but you can use this as many times as you want. <laughs> so you could do... But oh, you, you only remove a single level of exhaustion for each long rest. Yeah. I gotta sleep a long time, guys, because I just decided a lot of things. Hey, but whole dominate monster is pretty good. <laughs> That's, that, that last one, I feel like they lost, like, creativity points for this class. It, it feels like they were just like, ah, let them do whatever they want, and we'll just yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, because it's basically <laughs> just, they had a, a slightly worse version of Portent, and then a slightly better version of Portent on the tail ends of this class. <laughs> it just feels like, man, let them do whatever they want, and then we'll just deal with it later. <laughs> yeah. And for the listeners... I hate that. It w- so this doesn't get around, like, legendary resistances, so if uh, if, if you fight like a demon and they they will roll and then the DM will say like oh he succeeded your charisma save and he and then you can say like no he didn't I'm going to take a level of exhaustion for a convergent future and he's going to go okay well he's going to use his legendary resistance to now that he sees that he failed he's going to choose to succeed um, <laughs> but yeah it's just like you have so many good abilities like the level two ability on the this school Always is probably like right? what Portent should have been because Portent is just yeah. so powerful. It's the fixed version, right? Yeah, Portent is so the, the importance is that when you use that reaction, you have to take the number. You have to roll. take the second roll. Yeah, so it's it, not advantage. It could be worse <laughs> if you're trying right. to if you're trying to save damage and they roll an eighteen and you're like. No, I'll re-roll. And then they roll a 20? You just got you... crit, and that's what happened now. And now you have to live with that. You chose that to happen. <laughs> so but... it is much worse than Divination, where Divination's literally like, nope, I'm choosing I'm that choosing roll that You did it. Yeah. yeah. And then, but you get it, like, again. <laughs> you get, like, two sets of portents uh, in energy and but yeah i think the biggest factor why i think this is the strongest class is because every ability it's is different i mean except for the 14 and two level 14 level two but like each one is is good yeah if i, I feel like i would want to remake this class and remake the 14 level i i just think that one lacks creativity and i like the second through 10th level i think those are all sweet abilities that do some interesting things that you don't see and then yeah, the 14th I think, i'm like come on <laughs> i feel like the 10th level should be the 14th level one yeah me, right yeah, break, that's breaking the strong. rule of one right. concentration spell is yeah. like oh well that could be game breaking like if you. i'm smart enough and then they honestly should just make a bad level 10 like every like all the classes all these subclasses have like pretty bad abilities shoved in there somewhere. one of them yeah, yeah it's just like... this, it should just be like a pretty minor effect like 
Yeah. You you can sleep extra fast now. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I was literally was thinking that. I was like, you can take a short rest in two hours or something. Yeah, there you go. Or like long yeah. In four yeah. hours. I was just to say, well, yeah. What if that, that would be a strong ability? What if you can take a long rest in a short rest? That is that too strong? I don't know. That probably feels it, okay. Yeah, and maybe you could have to limit it to like you can do this once every seven days or something because. Okay. All right. Um. But yeah, it or like some other like barrier on it, like whatever. Or but, like you don't you don't regain health in this way. Like you have you have to yeah, use your yeah, short yeah. rest health, but you you can rest uh, in the Something. short rest time frame. You get the benefits of a, a long rest. Yeah, be- or you because- get an extra you get an extra time uh, spell slot back, right? Because because you're you've quickened right. your spell slot. So, yeah, so something something, something like that. The uh yeah because the if you could take a long rest every hour then it would be like I have to make every encounter about to kill you because otherwise you're just like oh well let's spend an hour to well that, yeah that's why I just said like yeah the, yeah the, yeah you don't heal exactly. full I was explaining to the listeners why oh okay yeah yeah okay <laughs> uh, uh, other ones we got Xanthars I don't even know what Xanthars guide is I haven't even looked so this you was War Mage is don't. This- even like worry about this because I was gonna say, so is this like the worse blade than the blade singer, singer? it yeah, just yeah. you just go blade singer right yeah it's just like don't yeah. even worry about this thing it's it's so you can gain uh quickly level two you can use your reaction to gain a plus two bonus to ac or a plus four bonus to saving throw plus four bonus to saving throw is way more impressive than plus two to ac mm-hmm. um because plus two to ac it's only like you increase your chances of being missed by like 10 percent um otherwise it kind of sucks uh it's the same thing as blade singer where you increase your uh initiative role by your intelligence modifier power surge this is it's kind of dumb um <laughs> you essentially every time you dispel magic or successfully counterspell you gain a power surge because you like stole their magic yeah. and you can deal extra damage equal to uh, half your wizard level which is not that much damage <laughs> like when you get sure. up to level like eight or nine it's just like i do an extra four damage cool. oh yeah and that's nothing that's like that's no better than like a bard spell <laughs> yeah yeah like bardic inspiration will do that as like yeah. oh, i can do this eight times a day and you could do this like six times or something but like yeah it all right, so it we can ignore it. Just go Blade Singer. It's way more awesome. I, and then Singer. I wanted you to talk about your class because you, I mean, oh. so this is. <laughs> yeah. This is I, this is a subclass that you've completely invented on your own. And it, and like you've mentioned previous, it's a kind of a joke class, but this is the creativity we can do in d yeah. Now, I will say just as a clarifying, I think I made this up. But this could have been something I've seen a while ago. That's fair, just right? It could that have, yeah, you may not be the first person to invent this. Yeah, but basically, I, it's like a bread mage where basically <laughs> you have to bake your spells every day. <laughs> and then you have to eat the pastry to cast the spell. <laughs> and that so was you the whole baked process. a bunch of pastries? You, know, you had a fireball pastry, basically? Yeah, yeah. So you have a fireball pastry. It's super spicy. It's like a, like a red lobster <laughs> biscuit. You have to smash it in your mouth, and that's like instead of using all these components, you have to eat it. Oh my god! <laughs> so well, there you just, go. You guys can play a bread mage out there. Did you give yourself like what? 
what school did you put yourself in when you were a bread major? Did you have like a, a creative so, school? Uh, no, this wasn't like a created school or anything. This was like a to. This wasn't even actually in D and D rules. Okay, but I was just like, I just want this to exist in D and D. I was just <laughs> putting you. that energy out there. Okay, wow. yeah, but hey, you guys are free. Th- there's things called homebrews, right? I mean, the homebrews uh, are yeah, official yeah, yeah. things, guys. You make it or class you walk. This is just what they have designed for us that we have to go over. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now delving. So we've went through all the subclasses now, pretty much. Actually, right. we straight up did. So there's all there's all of them. That's um, all of them, baby. Yeah, we have to talk now about like the ability scores that we have to focus on, and that's pretty straightforward. It's straightforward for every class. This one especially so, right? I mean, you're gonna focus on two things, literally two things: intelligence, constitution. I don't think you give a crap about anything else. And like constant having a low constitution is like generally bad, but it's kind of funny for if you're being a wizard. When like being a fighter, you need a high constitution to survive. Um but yeah, it's just like having a high intelligence is like the Very only important. thing you have to worry about. And the rest of it is just like whatever. Doesn't matter whatsoever. It's good and to and have that's a why high... I say constitution you might as well put as the next Yeah, exactly. Like what do you like what do you care what your charisma is? <laughs> no. And and wisdom, you don't really yeah. care. And strength, you don't care at all. And dex, you don't care. <laughs> like none of yeah. nothing's important but intelligence. Basically it's like you want high con because having hit more hit points is pretty good. Yeah. Dex mod is nice because a lot of area effect spells and abilities like a, a dragon's breath attack is usually a dexterity saving throw, so it's kind of nice to have one of those. Um, but yeah, you can just, <laughs> but you that's can, it. And this is another reason why, I like a wizard, is like intelligence is not a role playing stat, really. Yeah, it's it, not. It's, it's like a good like world building kind of stat because you use intelligence for like figuring out what's going on in the world, like, oh, I want to you identify what this thing for, is. Uh, investigation, which is pretty big. Investigation so is There's a important. lot of investigation checks, which is you looting bodies and everything. Right. It's kind of nice to have high investigation. High, Yeah, high, yeah, high intelligence is good. Um, but yeah, but you can just choose, like, if you want to have strength as your high, that's like yeah, you can, right for role-playing. Yeah, you can just yeah, be like, oh, right. buff All your ability now. checks... Past intelligence, which you need, and con, which you need, because you want to survive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Past those two, it's all, like, whatever you want. Whatever yeah, you want whatever to, you want. Just do it. Uh, race choice. Also, you know, not too important, other than, again, focus on things that probably give you intelligence and con. Yeah, so um, the... the, the um... Uh, races that give you an intelligence bonus are half elf, gnome, which is plus two, tiefling, and human, or high elf. Sorry, and high elves. High elves are high like elf. the most popular, right? For any high elves are the most class. popular because I think yeah. you just get an extra cantrip off the bat. Yeah, you just kind of like get another wizard spell. You have advantage against the big being charmed and you can't be put to sleep, which is <laughs> bullshit as a DM. <laughs> I hate that. Did I ever tell you? Uh, side story, like. My whole story hook of getting into Curse of Strahd, like you existed in my homebrew world, and then you guys fall asleep and wake up in Barovia. Right. I'm like, 
but two of you have fey ancestry, so you can't be put to sleep through magical means. <laughs> I was like, I'm, like I'm just hoping you guys don't are like are going to sleep voluntarily at the same time, <laughs> and then I'll make other people roll Constitution saving throws. Well, to be put I asleep thought magically. I thought you put us there by we walk through a portal. Well, that, how you got through that was you guys fell asleep in the forest and woke up in a different forest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the mechanism for me because the fog is yes. the one is the was the portal, so to speak. Yeah, I thought like us walking through the gates, that giant gate gateway was us oh, into Barovia. You were already in Barovia at that point. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I w- <laughs> there's those things where I'm just like, oh man, like because I already hey, it out before sweet, man. I love having fan ancestry. It's one it of saved you again in the uh, the slumber field trap yep. that I had. I can't fall asleep. I can't fall asleep. So there, yeah. and I can't be charmed. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah cool. Well, you, yeah, you have advantage. <laughs> advantage. I have advantage. Yeah. I'll still get you some. At some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are the four races that give it uh, that give a bonus. But you can just really play anything. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they'll focus on those. Those again. Those two stats. Get something that has one of those two. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or again, just go human like we did last week with the feats, and then you get something awesome probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably like we said, our favorite. Uh, and then it just all comes down to spell choices, right? So we have a bunch of spells, and we already talked about how they work a lot. So let's get into right. our wizard bills how, how did you build your wizard so this time we did it a little different and we might do this going forwards we hope uh where we kind of built each of us builds one of these characters and then we'll talk through our characters and, and therefore go over kind of the importance of uh certain traits and why we chose them and, and whatnot so yeah here we go uh, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first we'll just go step by step what race did you choose then so i so i knowing i was going to be a wizard i chose to be a forest gnome okay because they have a um they so they get the gnomes get intelligence plus two but they also get the minor illusion cantrip built into their race and I oh, wanted to cool. be, I wanted to choose the illusion school. So I made my choice of school first and was like, Ooh, I, since I'm going to be the illusion school, I'm going to choose the forest gnome. Right. Uh, and I named him Quanar after mischievous Quanar, one of my favorite magic cards. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically, I was like, ah, yes, he's going to be just like an illusion dick. <laughs> Is he going to try and redirect spells? Uh, well, no, he, well, he's, Kind of, yeah. That's what Mysterious Quanar does. Uh huh. Uh huh. At level three, uh, you can't really do too much. There was there was a class that we went over though that did redirect spells, and I don't believe it was. It was the enchantment one. Where the enchantment one does? Okay, yeah. But there is one that redirects. Yes, but I I focus more on the mischievous aspect. Okay, interesting. Of the card name. And then what else does Forest Gnome get you? Gets you plus two intelligence, right? He gets like plus two intelligence, plus one to dex, the minor mm-hmm. illusion cantrip, yep. uh, and I can speak with small beasts. 
Oh, that's it, all right. That, which is always fun. That's always fun to have. Fun, yeah. a I tried to squirrels. Swifty could use that. <laughs> Swifty could definitely try this. Man. <laughs> he loves talking to small beasts. Um, all right, I chose. So I cheated a bit. Uh, I chose one that's off the uh, official books, right? I chose one that's on the expanded books. Uh-huh. This is the, but a, a definitely a popular pick, right? Once you get into like the, here's other races you can play. People would would gravitate towards this one. I chose the Fire Genasi. Ooh. So this is the cool. of, of the elemental people. They have like an air, water, fire, and earth elemental people. I, even, I chose the I fire one. Those might even now be canon. I think they. That's what I mean. I think. I think yeah. they are part. It's just they're, not they're in the like them. Handbook. Yeah, I think them. What the bird people? Yeah, Gras. Yeah, turtles. Uh, the turtle people. The giants. What are they called? Colossus. Goliaths. Goliaths. That was it. Goliaths. They're part of it. Uh, yeah. So yep. the, oh, and and the Asimar, which I love Asimar. Yeah, some more. Oh, they're so sweet. They're part of it as well. Uh, anyway, so I chose the Fire Genasi. Uh, they get plus two to con, plus one to intelligence. So exactly, you know, the the ones we're looking for. They get uh, two free spells in Produce Flame and uh, Burning Hands. Ooh. So two, uh, two fire spells. They get a resistance to fire, which is solid. Generally, yeah, generally a pretty good resistance to get. Um, so, so that, that was pretty good reason for that. And, uh, I think that's all they get. So just, just some, some decent stuff there. Some decent spells, decent bonuses. Yeah, and two free spells. That's pretty, that's resistance. one of the reasons why I chose my class. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right. Exactly. Two free spells and produce flame and, uh, burning hands. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what's the next step? So ability scores, where did you go with them? So I rolled. You rolled. He went the fun way. I went the the regular way so that we can compare sheets. Yes. So I rolled. My first one was a 17. So that was pretty awesome. That's only one less than the max you could roll. Because when you roll, you roll 4d6 and you take away one of the die and you add up the rest of the three. So 18 is the max. I rolled a 17. And... Basically, you just if you choose to roll, you just really, really hope <laughs> that one of them <laughs> is high. Um, so I got just ascending order. I got a 17, a 16, a 14, 13, 8, and 6. So Pretty good rolls. That, that's a solid roll. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah so two, I have two abilities a, are terrible. And where did you put those? I put it as strength because I'm, I'm a gnome. So yeah, like, I think that's yeah. Pretty is that your str- is six your strength? No, I did six Ooh. as my wisdom. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Eight so I, yep. yeah, I just like the idea. So I really leaned into this guy. I chose the hermit background, and he just mm. does illusions and doesn't really. He's like, you know, mischievous. So he doesn't really. It's not super wise and personable. He should have been a six in charisma. <laughs> yeah, he, he has a plus one in charisma, but yeah, <laughs> he could maybe he's he's well versed at talking himself out of situations because he <laughs> he he doesn't realize that it wasn't a good idea to put himself in now. Yeah. All right, but you you did the standard array. standard standard set, and I actually I put con as my highest. Uh, I just I just I like having the higher hit points. I always do. And, I think it's and pretty don't important. listeners don't feel afraid to do kind of that. 
where like yeah. you know book and no everyone will what. say like oh wizard's the highest but if you know that like okay my attack modifier won't be as strong as everybody else is but man maybe i just want to like get in there and just be a melee wizard i will say the, or... the weakness to doing that with wizards specifically is then you don't get to prepare as many spells as you would want Right, yeah. So you have you have to know stuff like that is going to happen, right. and so your spell I, save DC I, is going to be. I believe low. you get to how many spells did you get to prepare? Because it sounds like you would have put in what eighteen is your highest, so you would have. So yeah, so seventeen is my highest. Spells? So I got a plus four, so it's a seven spells. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, Number I only have nine. Uh, well, with with cantrips, you're saying or. Uh, I think your known spells is your wizard six, level seven, plus seven your spells. intelligence. Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, I only have five spells because my intelligence is fifteen with the standard set as being the second mm. highest, and then I only get a plus uh, two to intelligence with my race. Right. And so I only get five spells. So so it that is a weakness there by by me choosing that. Though I got two spells by choosing the race I chose. Right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that I just literally added to the sheet that I know because of the race. So I kind of looked at it that way, right? Like, I, I kind of already added two more spells in that way. So, yeah. So I have a 17 constitution, which is pretty high. Which is great for a wizard. Like. That's awesome, yeah. 15 intelligence, 10 wisdom, 13 charisma, 8 strength, 12 dex. So very standard, very good. The only minus is the strength. Everything else Oh, is yeah. I didn't say the rest of mine. So I have a nine. So with my racial bonuses, I have a 19 intelligence, uh, 17 dexterity, 14 con, uh, 13 charisma, eight strength, six wisdom. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You so high when this dexterity was high. Yeah. I chose deck. I was deciding between dex or con and I was like, I would like, it'll make my AC a little higher. Yeah. What is your AC sitting just like that? 13. Okay, yeah, which isn't fantastical, but right? yeah, right. That's not going to do wonders. Mine's only eleven, right? So I'm all, I'm always getting hit. But... Yeah, you're just going to get hit, but it's fine because you have a high icon. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. All right. Uh, so what? Let's go into your spells then, because that's the biggest part so of the class. I, so uh, another 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 trick that I want uh, that D and D Beyond is not letting me doing, uh, but so if you choose the Illusion School. It right. says at level two, you learn the minor illusion cantrip. But if you already know that one, then you can learn another one. But as a forest gnome, I get the minor illusion cantrip already. Right. That doesn't count against the three cantrips I know. So sure. I know a total of five cantrips starting out. Right. Because right. I get three from wizard, minor illusion, and then one because my minor illusion going from the illusion school. Right. Got it. All right. Uh, moving yeah, on to your spells. Let's start. Well, or do you want to start with the, you said you already chose illusion. So you, you, yes. you told me that I chose divination. <laughs> Solid. Solid. Yeah. After, after looking at all of them, uh, divination. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't have like an exact destination I wanted to. And divination just like, as we've mentioned, it's just the strongest for like, it's just the strongest second level yeah. ability and just having that you can then just build anything you want to build and have any personality you want to have and just having that is so strong right 
and like role play too. Just like, man, someone is trying to woo over somebody, rolls a sweet persuasion check. You could screw that person over. If you yeah, want. you'd be like, ah, he's going to roll four on that. He's going to roll four. <laughs> yeah. I, I just love it. Yeah. So I, I went Divination. I just think that I want to play with that ability. It seems so much fun. Don't screw over your friends. <laughs> uh, what cantrips did you choose? Okay. So I chose. So I, I think everyone needs to take a damage dealing cantrip. Just every wizard needs I to take it. I agree. There is like very few lines of advice that I say like you just need to follow this, but but this is one of them. Just take a damage dealing cantrip. I chose Ray of Frost. Um, like it reduces speed um, if it hits one d eight cold damage, so slightly less than Firebolt. Um, but you know, I like it. Uh, that's my damage dealing one. Um, and I chose uh, for the rest of my cantrips. I chose friends, uh, <laughs> light, uh, minor illusion, obviously, um, ray of frost, and mending. Okay, okay, so all pretty, pretty standard stuff. Yeah, it's small effects, right? That may have a situational ability where they work and may not. Right, and I think that with cantrips, you want them to be vague and useful in situations yeah yeah because these are the ones you get to guess for free right and actually this just reminded me i have to change one of my cantrips out but i'll figure that out later so i 100 percent agree with you and therefore my damage one like you mentioned you did ray frost i did firebolt mm-hmm. <laughs> you mentioned fire it, genasi, so, you got it i'm a fire genasi boys i have firebolt i already have produce flame um that's kind of my you know, I could produce light. So there we go. We can see uh, that could also be used as a, a damage spell. It does slightly less than Firebolt, uh, but right. actually has a slightly higher chance to hit them, which is interesting. Though it has to be cast and then it's weird. It's like it's a cantrip and then it has to be cast as an action, which I don't know if you could do in one turn. I think you can, right? You can cast a spell. Usually, then... I don't know. I'll, I'll take a look at the, the word. It's weird, yeah. It's weird how it's phrased. It says, like, you can attack with the flame. It ends the spell. When you cast the spell as an action on a later term, you can then hurl the flame at a creature. So it makes it sound like you have to produce the flame. Yeah, and then it costs a later an action term, to produce the flame. And then, and then you can throw it attack. at somebody. Yeah, so that's, like, like, ridiculous. That's, like, that's not useful at all. As, yeah. as a... it, it sounds like something you're just, like, Oh, it's dark out. I'm going to produce flame in my hand. Oh no, we're being attacked by something. I'm going to Use throw. it right away. Yeah, throw throw the fireball. Right. So it might be something you do right away, and then you do something different later. Uh-huh. So yeah, you grab firebolt as as ability. I also grab true strike, which is goes into my divination kind of background. It's like kind of uh, right. You point your finger at some target, and then you get insight into that target's defenses, and you get advantage on an attack against that guy. Which your flame hands will help out with that. Yeah. And then I had, so, and I just realized like my produce flame is kind of, I I grabbed dancing lights because that one was like, oh, I need something to create light. I don't need it because produce flame is that. I don't, I don't need two things that do the same effect. (laughs) And do you, you have dark vision as a fire genasi? And you do have dark vision. Yeah. 
You do a dark vision as a, as a fire did not. It's usually still good to have some illumination because there's probably some yeah. people in your party I mean, that. And produce flame is even more useful than that, right? Because produce flame is literally like, I can make fire now. Right. And making fire is, is generally pretty good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, other. Let's see. Let's let's grab another. I could grab like Acid Splash. Mage Hand is fun. Is, is a Mage fun Hand's one. Good. I've used Mage Hand for a bunch of stuff. I can grab Minor Illusion. Uh, did you grab Predestigation? Predestigation? Uh, yeah. No, I did not. But that that's is on my list one. as one yeah, of the really that, good ones. That's a really good one. That's an that's that's a wizard one that could just kind of do whatever. It just does little yeah. minor things, but it does a whole bunch of little minor things. Uh, Shocking Grasp is another really good one too. That's a good one. Uh, our sorcerer in our to... campaign, Sebastian, he uses it he to great that. effect. Because yeah. it prevents somebody from taking reactions, so you yeah. shock and grasp somebody, and you can leave yep. without them hitting. Walk you. away. So that, that's that's pretty big too. So th- those are all those are all good ones there. All right, what first level ones do you get? You get a whole bunch as a wizard. You get six, and so we created our characters at third level. So that means you get yes. two level two spells uh, additional per level. So we have a total of eight first level spells. Um. So there are a bunch of really, really good spells at first level that are rituals. So you can kind of get around the only having certain number of spells that you have prepared at first level if you take a bunch of ritual spells too. Um, So I have Detect Magic, Find Familiar, and Identify as ritual spells that I took. So you don't have to prepare them. Um, And like usually people will choose between Detect Magic or Identify. I just took both of them. <laughs> I, li- I, I like having both of them for some reason. Um, illusion magic. I chose uh, silent image and disguise self. Ooh. Uh, so, you, yeah, it, it fits in the theme of being the illusion mage. Um, another just like very solid spells I took is shield and mage armor. Mm. Mage armor. I don't, I think I've on second thought, I already have kind of a high AC, so I might not need that. Although, um, Mage Armor, it's actually, it would turn my AC into 16. So, it lasts for 8 hours. So, that's that, that's pretty good for a level 3 mage or wizard. Um, shield gives plus 5 to AC for the for the rest of the round. And I also have a Featherfall. Ooh, okay. It's another reaction spell. I like it. I like it. No damage dealing spells. I'll just say that. Yeah, usually... that's, that's what's most interesting. Because, like, my first level spells are most... I mean, my rituals are all the useful ones. And then mm-hmm. everything else is damage. <laughs> I This was an in, this was an intention that I, okay. I chose not to do. Because I kind of think I wanted to be more... The illusion mage... Illusion wizard in my head, the one that I'm creating, is more of about deceit and buffs than it is dealing damage. So I probably went your more typical wizard route, right? So I chose the most important, probably wizard spell that I thought you were going to choose too. Magic Missiles. Yeah, I was thinking about that one. But yeah, that was a choice. This is not one that one. if you're a wizard, you're probably going to choose this spell. <laughs> this is just yeah. the best spell kind of in the game a little bit. Like, you know, I mean, we can say that about how many spells. But this one right. literally <laughs> doesn't it- miss. It feels like the best spell in the game when you need it. Yeah. You're just like, that guy is at 15 hit points, but he has crazy abilities that make him not take damage. 
Yep. And he's what? How much? What's the range on magic missile? Like 120 feet. 120 he's 100 feet. He's 100 feet away. I'm just gonna do magic missile at level four. He's dead now. Like I, dead. I don't want to roll. I don't want to do anything. Automatically hits him. It deals one d4 uh, plus one force damage for each missile that hits. And again, they all hit him. Mm-hmm. Started with three missiles at at level uh, one. And for each level, in addition that you cast that, you get an additional dart that does that more like damage. Yeah, uh, it's even better. We would say though, it, it's even better on like sorcerers and whatnot. Like that can say like, and those are going to all be fours, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they could be like, oh, those are two ones. I'm just going to reroll those. Yeah, and then I guess if you're an evocation three. wizard, right? It's kind of absolutely absurd. Yeah, right? you could just guarantee damage <laughs> if you overcharge channel. Over channel it. Yeah. Level <laughs> like, eight magic gar- missile guaranteed damage. <laughs> That's nuts uh, at that point. Um, I grabbed things like identify, so we crossed over there. Detect magic, so we crossed over. So these are ones that like are used literally in every campaign in every single episode like you need yeah. those two abilities yeah so for magic items it is kind of up to the dm a little bit so a lot of times if you find a magic item you just you know it's magic but you have no idea what it does and right. your dm probably won't give you the stat sheet on it and you either have to attune to it and risk if there's a negative effect then it's yours the negative effect is on you now um and then even sometimes attuning to it won't reveal everything, again, depending on the DM. Um, for me, if the party I know doesn't have access to identify, I'm a lot more lenient with, with revealing what the <laughs> magic Just because it's part of the fun of the game. Is to, yeah, I know. Like, so, if it's something that's like needed, it's awkward. and like Yeah. So just have it. <laughs> yeah, and then de- you detect, detect magic is like almost a necessity yeah someone yeah, in the party absolutely. almost needs to have a tech man or you're gonna run into a lot of trouble <laughs> yeah our buddy uh miles he's a warlock in the campaign he took the invocation lets him to cast it at will so that just is like what does that think i'm gonna cast tech magic is it magical yes like all right everybody now it's evocation yes uh, item so it's back up yeah. and uh and the, and the last uh ritual that i have is unseen servant which Unseen is a sweet yeah. one. So th- this one allows you to create an invisible, mindless, shapeless medium force that can per- that can perform simple tasks <laughs> in an unoccupied <laughs> space within 60 feet. On each of your turns as a bonus action, you can mentally command it to move up to 15 feet and interact with objects. <laughs> so yeah, we can just do stuff. It just, it just do, and it's invisible, too. It's invisible. Which is big because it's like, uh, I can imagine it uh, putting a situation in front of you where, like, you're hiding outside of a door. There is a key on the table on the inside, but there's t- two guards in there. Yeah. So now you have so, to. I mean, so this first level spell is the better version of the Mage Hand, right? Which which is a little more limited in what it can move, what it can do, um, and how powerful it is. And yeah, I think far Mage Hand it can be invisible if you want it to be. Yeah, but it's only 30 uh, feet. No, it I says think. appears at a point you choose within range. Yeah, so it's there. So it appears. And it's 30 that kind feet, of. It right? It's not 60 it's feet, right? I think it's 30. Uh, 30 feet. Yeah. Um, so you can move doubles... the hand 30 feet, though. Uh, but it can't. So, go, it can only be 30 feet away from you, I think. Your hand vanishes ever more than 30 feet away from you. Yep. Uh, yeah, in the Unseen Servant, it's like a literal object 
on the ground. So like mage hand, you can go 30 feet up. Unseen servant can't go 30 feet up. But interesting, yeah. it, but it like those differences, what is what makes these spells great about them being different? Yeah, just have both, <laughs> and then do it either way. Uh, and then I and then I chose some more. Uh, I have burning hands because of my class again, which is a it's a good AOE spell. So this is a fifteen foot cone in front of you. Deck save. Oh, yeah, burning three d six. Yeah, with burning hands. So I, I, I was thinking it was something else. So yeah, so pretty, pretty sweet to have like that AOE ability just kind of built into your race. <laughs> I don't even right, have to. Yeah. <laughs> that's sweet. And then I chose the chromatic orb. So this is Ooh, a chromatic a sweet orb spell. is sweet. Yeah, this is a sweet spell. So this is a, a first level spell where you can choose the type of damage it's going to do. Within ninety feet of you, you launch a four inch diameter sphere of energy at a creature. You choose either acid, cold, fire, lightning, poison, thunder. And it's going to do 3d8 of that type of damage. So if you know that the whole point of this character, if if you can see what I'm building, you know, in my divination character, I think I know everything already. So the other spell I have is comprehend languages. Like, I'm just like a freaking know-it-all. Like, ah, even if I don't. I learned everything from my fire genasi school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I know what type of damage that thing's going to take. And then I will Uh, do it. Yeah, Chromatic uh, so Orb is pretty awesome. All right, All right. And second level. So you only get two of these babies. Which ones did you grab? I chose other kind of basics, like, um, yeah, anyone who's listening, they're not going to, like, be amazed at my creativity but this but like <laughs> first and second level like there's only so much you can do there's only so much yeah i mean um, mine are pretty boring choices but... so mine are invisibility and misty step perfect which are I... two great choices misty step i love it's like one, one of, of my favorite spells game, yeah. yeah because it's a bonus action bonus, and yep. it's misty step uh and invisibility again with the uh Useful. the illusion part of it and like you can just make your rogue invisible and he's going to go do his yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's, is, that's pretty helpful. Great. Uh, meanwhile, I chose the big one. I chose uh, for my character, which is, maybe reveals some of his secrets is I chose detect thoughts. Ooh. So he knows it all because I can, I can read hear what you're thinking. <laughs> I'm a know-it-all. So let me, uh, yeah, what, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Because I can detect yeah. your thoughts. <laughs> um, so I have detect thoughts. I thought that was a good one. Uh, a good one. And then I got the mirror image, which I think is just a really strong. Yeah, uh, that's spell. a really that's good one. Just super helpful. So we mentioned how I have such a low AC. I don't want to typically die. So and in <laughs> combat, in combat, detect thoughts not as useful, right? Detect thoughts is like, like you know, I kind of went like. Super role-playing spell at second level. Super mm. combat spell at second level. Yeah. The mirror image would be your combat spell at second level. This allows you to create a bunch of duplicates of yourself. And then if something's going to attack you, uh, you can have it choose to hit one of your illusions, but you yeah, have you to roll, roll to make right, it hit right. that. If you have three duplicates, which you automatically, when you cast a spell, you make three. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of get beaten down as things go on. <laughs> at, yeah. at first, when you have three duplicates, you roll a six, and it'll attack a duplicate. When you have two, you have to roll an eight. When you have one, you have to roll an eleven or higher, and then it'll hit that. 
It'll hit them. I, I and think you the kind of bring up ACs have actually your AC. It's ten plus your Dex mod, which is pretty. Big. I think it. Yeah, I think it's like they roll to hit one of you, and then once they say I hit you, you say okay, I'm going to roll to see which which one of us they hit. Right. Um, but I think you bring up a kind of a good point where it's easy for some of these classes to get really caught up in the role playing aspect of it. Well, like it seems like you did. I don't, I don't know yeah, how you're doing damage. Which I did. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's one of the reasons why I was like, I'm going to cast invisibility on myself and miss a step to get myself out of this situation. But like mage armor, I'll have a plus, I'll have a 16 AC, which is massive for a wizard at level three. Um, right. Other stuff, you know, and I, I'm doing this on purpose, but like, if you're just starting out, get some good combat spells too, because yeah. it's going to feel really bad if you, I mean, it's going to feel great when you are in the role play situation and you just have everything under the sun, but you're going to be in combat sometimes. And if you're just always going down, you're going to be like, Oh, well I hate combat. And it's not necessarily the combat's bad, or may, maybe you just need to figure out a different way of playing it or use a different spell. And then maybe, maybe you find a spell scroll on the ground that, is scorching ray and then now you have a good combat spell. <laughs> don't count on that have, yeah. have a spell that does things <laughs> yeah yeah have a spell that does things um this character that i came up is designed to be like oh it's gonna be very buffy he your... avoids combat <laughs> he avoids combat <laughs> exactly but you need combat people too otherwise it's going to be a struggle to get through combat <laughs> yeah if if this i wouldn't build this character knowing that there's going to be no melee characters involved yeah <laughs> so, right because you just like need the combat to end and otherwise yeah. you're just sitting there running around you're just like uh <laughs> i escaped three times i can't yeah. we're still coming oh there you go there's two ways to build a wizard and there's many mm. more we've gone through all of the subclasses now Many yeah. of the spells, not all of them, there's so many, but have fun Somebody. building a wizard. You can do a lot with this class. We have oh, yeah. nearly scratched the surface. And it is one of those classes that the further in you go, because of the spells specifically, it just it just opens up further and further, right? With, with a class oh, like yeah. Fighter and, and some of the other ones that we're going to be talking about, it's very linear where you just kind of become progressively more powerful, but yeah. just in the same way that you built your character. This you is get... like, we built these two wizards and we could by level 18, we might not look anything like the characters we just built. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. Like the fighter becomes very good at doing what the fighter does. Right. Wizards are in spellcasters. They have this very interesting ability to just like, always have their options available like whether you're in combat or not your spells are still useful their spells are get so powerful and like if you need to get to the feywild a fighter's not going to get you there a barbarian's not going to get you there a wizard can get you there <laughs> uh and it's like you're going to have these like crazy mm -hmm. altering effects like oh i need to teleport to this other city right now to tell the king that he's going to be betrayed by this group of wizards and oh, we need to get there right now. And it's like, okay, well I'm going to use my biggest spell to get us there. And you're going to have all these different situations that, um, that having these super powerful spells are the only way that, uh, yeah. that high, high level spells in D and D generally do some pretty busted stuff, right? I mean, it's it's nuts. 
the end game is really when the spellcasters shine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not always about damage. That's the big thing. No, right, right. It's like you said, like damage. they can teleport us all to a city across the map. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we're here. We're going to be here now. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, if what when you want to reach out to us, what should our next class be? We know uh, two, uh, well, what's going to be four weeks from now is going to be our next class. Uh, mm-hmm. What class should that be? Give us a vote. Reach out to us. Where where should you submit? What next class should we cover? Well, you can uh, tweet at us at Dragon Party Pod on Twitter, or you can send us an email uh, through Gmail, and our uh, account is Dragon Party Podcast at Gmail dot com. So send us a message. Let us know which one you need to hear next. We're going to get through all of them, but uh, if you specifically want to hear about a class, uh, let's go over that one first then. Because you reach out to us, and therefore we'll do it for you, and we'll shout you out. Just for you, and we'll complain about it the entire <laughs> way. We're like, oh my god. Like, Sarah is the one making us do this. We didn't want to do... So we have girls it. listening? I'm impressed. I, don't know, I just picked a name. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sarah could be a guy. I don't know. <laughs> We're non-denominational here. Uh, <laughs> at Dragon Party. <laughs> Everyone's welcome to the party. Well, what are we hey. talking about next week? It's going to be Magic Week again. Yeah, uh, thanks to uh, somebody reaching out to us. We're going to do... Yeah, thanks, uh, Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> now we have to do this podcast. <laughs> See, exactly. That could be you. <laughs> there you go, guys. We could be complaining about you next week. <laughs> uh, no, so we're going to do basically a kind of like a magic mechanics episode. Like what are good, what are good mechanics at Commander yeah. versus Limited? Or it's an important subject because I, I think... A lot of mechanics people are interested in playing, and they don't realize that it's not going to be very good. It's gonna, yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of going to be basically this is a one v one versus multiplayer mechanic session. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. uh, or like there are going to be examples of cards that are like, oh, this good is like, but bar, bar, this card is busted in modern, but it doesn't see play in commander at all yeah. because there's sucks. there's a lot of mechanics in magic at this point let's like let preface it there, yeah. right i mean that's we're going every it. single one yeah hopefully Rain not because there's that Absorb. many <laughs> bushido one bushido three. Oh, we're definitely getting into bushido okay we're uh, definitely going to bushido. we're gonna yeah. call the episode oh. bushido <laughs> bushido good now <laughs> What about next thing. next time we visit D and D? Where are we going? Yeah, so this is going to be kind of dip into uh, like you you've had some DM experience, but uh, dipping into the DM world. Yeah, and uh, I totally failed at this. <laughs> and that is something that we all do as DMs. This is uh, basically trying to balance encounters, whether it's combat, non-combat, uh, determining challenge rating, power level, things like that. Yep, yep. So, and it's a very important subject, and especially uh, this is targeted. I think when we're talking about the DM side, we're definitely targeting those that haven't done it before, because I think that's mm-hmm. who is going to be most interested in the content that we could provide. We're like, this is here's our experience to help you learn and get you interested and get you a campaign started. I right. think is where we want to sit. And. Yeah, because if you're out there, you were kind of like me, where I was like, you know, I think this group of friends would be really interested in D&D. Some of them have played before, some of them haven't. Mm -hmm. And then you just be like, I'm going to DM. Just like, 
say like, okay, we're going to do this. I'm going to organize it. I'm going to DM. And then now you have a party like us. that has been going on for a year at this point. Yeah. All right. And that's what we got coming up for you. Uh, let's get back to partying, man. Let's get back to party. It's late. late. Let's go party. All right. And all you listeners out there, party on.